0: country.
1: Where is it? You down with BCP? that would be BCP? That down with BCP? You down with BCP? You know you with
2: my new dance yet, man. Trying to find your avatar while I'm dancing. All right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to walk and them at the same time here. There we go. There we go.
3: What do you think of my dance, Dan? I think we're Caucasian and it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I want to shout out my guy, Jay Bonds, man, because Jay was like, hey, you all should do a show again. Like, why did you quit doing the show? And when are you doing a show? And he's supposed to be listening to us now. He normally goes to bed really early, but he's on vacation and said he was going to be checking in tonight. He and his lady are going to Hawaii this week. Oh no. where? not Maui. Well, I, I said, I hope you don't, you know, get around the smoke and stuff. He's like, Oh, we, 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 we handled that. So I guess wherever they're going, it's going to be okay. And most importantly, he's supposed to be with us tonight in the relaunch. Well, hopefully we'll see him in chat.
2: Speaking of chat, what's up, guys? Ryan Schla- Schlanzer, Kiyo Kurito, great to see you again. David or something. Nice to see you, David, or something. Cliff Victoria saying Dan and the other Dan. See, now you're the other Dan.
3: Now I'm the other Dan.
2: You're the other Dan. I wanted I wanted to call it uh, the other Dan show, but I just went with the uh, the classic uh, last call at Hallis Hall because... We were doing that last year together on BCP, so I think it's fitting that we just uh, reboot the last call at Hallis Hall.
3: Well, that works for me.
2: It's great to it's great to hear your voice and talk to you again, man. It's uh, It's been a little while.
3: Yeah. Obviously, if anyone is, is aware or perhaps they didn't know, we, we did, I don't know, probably two months worth of work on Monday's last season. And then, obviously, there was the time that was all four of us on on uh bear their souls so we've uh we've worked together before and i've held you in uh, in high esteem and and jay was like god i wish you all would do the show again together so i was like why are why aren't we doing a fucking show can i cuss? is it what's the rating yes, on this
2: yes you can cuss
3: okay well yes, i didn't well, know like if you wanted to keep it cleaner or something so the point is though i was like well why aren't we doing a show i mean why shouldn't we do a show i mean we're just two guys that love the bears and and that's enough for me, you know? I know. When you when you sent that to me
2: and you were telling me about you know, your buddy Jay bringing that up, it was very heartwarming. I was like, wow, somebody actually like listening to us talk. Specifically me, I should say.
3: <laughs> of course, man.
2: Everyone, everyone likes hearing your voice. You have that very that excellent uh, radio voice and you're in, a, you're in a professional studio and you make us all sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody wants <laughs> to hear right. my, my dorky voice.
3: It's nice to hear um, what it actually does. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that they're both um, you know, we're two different voices, but together, you know, it's a good mesh, you know? Well, we we do have one thing in common.
2: We are huge Bears fans. We are we both have a birthday on a holiday. And right. Your Christmas, are, I'm Halloween. Yeah, and both of our wives left us with a bunch of cats for another man that she, that <laughs> she worked with. <laughs>
3: I lost one of my cats though via that terrible thing known as death. So yes. I don't want to complain too much. I've got four of them still and I try to take care of them. If you don't mind me giving you a quick story, sure. Uh, I was so like I still I feel eerie. I don't want to I'm not trying to be dramatic or funny or anything, but I had to take a big ass loan to uh get my basement. They're gonna install some shit in my basement to to keep it like dry, you know, basically to finish it. That's a drainage system. And I had to sign for it a, a loan that's ten thousand six hundred dollars. And it was like it's hundred and fifteen dollars a month for fifteen years. Uh, you know, and I signed the line at the line, you know, the thing. I was like, God damn, am I gonna be alive 15 years from now? I mean, I really felt like I'm probably not gonna be alive in 15 years. Well, if you're not such a weird feeling. If you're not, then you won't have to pay off the loan. But still, I mean, like, God, I mean, I'm going to be 43 on Halloween. Can I make it to 58? Like, Ooh, I don't know, man. I just, uh, stress and, you know, anxiety. Like, I don't know. I feel like my heart's like, bro, you know, better. You're not going to make it that far, but somewhere along the way, please, for the love of God, can we win a super bowl? How about this year? That would be great. if We could do it this year. And, and I want to serve you up on this then and play a little point myself, I tried, I tried. My guy Ron, who got us tickets to the Raiders game, was telling me that I needed to try to listen to CHGO, and I hadn't listened to any of it. And I did like, uh, what's his name, uh, Carm. Uh, I you when he used to host with Dan Hampton and and Mark Carmen. Yeah, Mark Carmen. I thought he was good on there, so I was like, all right. Plus, I want to give Bragg some love. You know, I worked, I talked with Bragg's. Frequently, not frequently, but I have, you know, and he's a nice enough guy. So I try to listen to it. Right. Well, he's, he didn't show up for the show, so fuck him. He's a terrible guy. That's what I've always said about now No, but uh, I tried to listen. I mean, this is not a shot at him or, or Hogue or anybody. Okay. I guess it's a shot at Hogue. You know what I hate more than anything? The Bears played decent in a preseason game, right? We all can be happy about what we saw. Of course, there are a couple of things we could talk about that we didn't like. But overwhelmingly, as Bear fans, I think Saturday we could be happy. First thing they do, oh, Super Bear, Super Bowl, you know, just fucking mocking it. It's, I, I just, I hate it. I turned it off. Like, you can't be happy about any success or someone like Adam Hogue will call you a meathead or, you know, act like you're fucking stupid just because you have your hopes up. It's just so condescending to me. It's just like, don't pretend to be a fan then if you if you think we're dumb because we get our hopes up. Is he a fan? I don't know what he is, man. Like, I, I, I see why Olin said, I'm going to fucking shut you up. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I just, I hate that. Anytime that the Bears win, they're like, oh, Super Bears, Super Bowl, Super, their fake Chicago act, you know, the super fans like accent. Yeah. I just, I hate that though. Does anybody else get annoyed by that when, like, yeah, I am happy about the game Saturday? I mean, why shouldn't I be? Why shouldn't anybody supporting the Bears? Be happy about Saturday. Well,
2: Dan, I predicted that Justin Fields would go 10 for 10 for 156 yards and two
3: touchdowns, and he just didn't live up to my expectations. (laughs) Well, the other thing could be, well, he threw two touchdowns, but did he throw the ball down the field? And it's just like, well, you had two guys make plays, and if we could do that week one against Green Bay – I may get arrested in Soldier Field for beating my penis. Like, <laughs> oh my God, touchdown! I, I may have to touch myself. Like, I do a, do a uh, to uh, the no. Paul Rubens for his th- theater action. <laughs> but sir, we got to beat Green Bay, right? And like oh, the plays like that
2: help us beat Green Bay. One of the things that your buddy Jay uh, said to you in that heartwarming text about seeing us do something together again was our reaction to that to the green bay losses yeah in in real time and how much like he appreciated that and dan i i mean i don't know i don't know if i can handle a fucking loss to the packers in the first game people here uh, you know foster and pj people in chat they, they've tried to talk me you know out of this okay well it you know they're they're Technically, uh, a more seasoned team. You know, Jordan Love's been on the team for a while. He's just kind of plugging and playing. Um, you know, if if we lose that game, maybe you know, all is not lost. But seriously, like this, I remember feeling this way when Favre retired. Like, oh, we got these motherfuckers now. And, and then insert Aaron Rodgers. We go to a championship game, lose to them in one of the most devastating losses of my lifetime and then the, the next chapter is written with hall of fame quarterback and i i, I guess we, there's no way he's going to be a hall of fame quarterback right there's just no way but if he comes out on fire and they beat us
3: <gasps> i think I, it I'm just saying, love stinks it is a shot to the fucking balls if we lose to them again if, if, real quick just to veer back to what you were saying about last season's show, uh, what, what was that, week two, the first loss uh, to Green Bay last year? I remember yeah. us both saying to each other, like, I don't even want to do a show tonight. Like, what do I say? Like, this is terrible, you know? And then right. it did feel a little bit cathartic afterwards. But I guess, like, the thing that Jay was saying is that, man, I guess he felt the same way. It's just like, God, I don't even know what to say after that. You know, that's so terrible. And I guess he he could feel our passion and that resonated with him. So I think that's the strength of the show is like we're legitimate fans. We're not trying to say we're breaking down tape or we're fucking, we're going to tell you how great we are, smart we are. And I'm not taking shots at anybody. When I say that, I'm just saying like, we're just fans, man. And we're just trying to vent. This shit matters, man. This shit fucking matters. And like you said, if they lose week one again, well, what we lose to him my opening day in 19, and that was so devastating because we thought we we're going back to the Super Bowl. And then in 15, the first game with John Fox thinking, oh, Tressman's gone. We got a real coach now, a guy that's taking two teams to the Super Bowl. We get Green Bay opening day. In both situations, the games are somewhat tight. The Bears fall and lose. Uh-huh. If they lose this year, like I've said so many times, week twos in Tampa. I know they don't have Brady anymore. It's hot as fuck in Tampa, especially in week two. Ditka used to always struggle going to Tampa Bay when we played them every, if it was early in the year, it's going to be mm-hmm. 105 degrees or something on the field down there. And then Probably. you get a KC in week three. You saw what we did in the heat against the Dolphins mm-hmm. a couple of years ago in Miami, went down there and lost. And that's when we had a really good team. So good I'm other. saying you lose to the Packers, you could find yourself 0-2 or even 0-3. And then what do you got? Conversely, you beat Green Bay, you get some momentum. You find yourself two and zero, and then maybe you upset Mahomes and at Arrowhead. So it matters. Like momentum it does matters.
2: Matter. It doesn't matter. I want to just want to take a moment to acknowledge everybody else here in the chat that's joining us: King Buka World, Mister Mayhem, Dylan Prescott, Demand, Jeremy Munoz. Thank you for joining us, STC. Thank you for joining
3: us tonight, guys. Um, yeah. I, I hope you know, that guy's right. Uh, I see all kinds of stuff like that online. Like, there's no way we can lose. Yeah. Dude, we have been he, a Bear he, fan so long. There's always a way we can lose. <laughs> saying, there, I
2: don't think there's even a 1% chance we lose to them. I, I, listen, I'm not saying that we, I don't think we're going to lose to them. That's what, if that's what would make the loss so much more devastating if we did. Because there is always the effect or we can be as confident as we want. But if they walk out there and lose that game to the, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think we're going to win that game. I think we're going to win it handedly. I think we're going to kick the shit out of them. Like you were saying a couple of times te- oh, ago. That'd be ago. great. But-, but if we lose that game, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I might just, my head
3: might explode. It, Like I said, it, it matters. It, this is the new regime. This is, you got a new president. You know, everyone hated sweaty Teddy he's gone he's working on the new stadium Mr Warren we got we had all those losses last year also it's all because we wanted to get the number one pick they were tanking mm-hmm. all that's in the rear view now so now it's go time now mm-hmm. is when we try to win this is when we want to win mm-hmm. we start out with our fuck. it's like it's it's a statement of the whole program
1: mm-hmm.
3: that you've been making the right moves and doing the right thing and now this is like it's like when they, you go to the polls politically and they say today's a referendum on blank i feel like everything comes down like if they win it's like see we're go- we're heading the right direction we're headed in the right direction but morally if they lose maybe we're still heading in the right direction but maybe you're still a year or two away if they lose is what it feels like to me
2: i love how you just said that because we would still you know, if we lost the game, you know, if we got our asses blown out, obviously that would be a, a big deal. But if we just lost the game by three points or something like that, that would still be a big deal. But there would still at least be the hope to go into, well, okay, well, you know, it was the first game of the season. You know, everyone's got their, their shit to work out in that first game. The first game is always, you know, a little, a little odd and difficult for everybody. Right. Getting the jitters out and stuff. But I'm not I'm on the record of saying we're we're, we're not going to lose that but mm, I, I, I and I'm not prepared for it if they do so I don't know what hopefully I'm not um on the PSF app I don't you don't you probably don't know this about this Dan um I've signed a contract with PSF um they're they're a mobile sports they're they're a mobile app uh Pro Sports Fanatics and we're going to be streaming the Bears games so I'm with, I'm going to, I don't, I don't know who I'm going to be paired w- yet with, but it could be a former player or a current journalist. And w- we'll have to watch the game on our phones in real time, live watching the game. And I just pray I don't get that Packers game because we have to, th- there's going to be two teams and we're going to have one, one team's going to have nine games. The other team's going to have eight games and we can pick from a calendar, which games we do and stuff. So like the Chris Watts game, I, I'll be at soldier field for that game so i won't be doing that but if i if i if i'm doing that packers game oh man i I don't know maybe i should request that packers game just to get my actual emotions out like in real time on this app because maybe it'll help it grow because then again my wife's like i don't know if you should be on an app for you know (laughs) online (laughs) for a packers game Uh, people might think differently of you like yeah but they they might think better of me who knows (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I knew that you uh, had something going on with Sean Salisbury. I didn't know the extent. I knew it was going to be like the the Manning cast or whatever. Yeah, which I have to say, uh, and, I, and I'm not being critical of it. I couldn't do that. I don't. I I want to watch the game. That's. Yeah. I don't drink at games. I don't drink at home watching a game. Like I want to watch the game. In fact. I probably won't even be able to communicate with my friends now this year because where I have to stream because of Sunday Ticket being on YouTube, any back anybody back in Illinois that's watching on regular TV is going to be like four plays ahead of me. Yeah, we just. So uh, I don't want to hear like "oh touchdown Bears" and I'm like, what the fuck? It's like first and five. Yeah, after that penalty, it's first and five. We're at the thirty. Like you know, so I, I just I may have to put my phone down and not even communicate during the game now.
2: Foster and I uh, did the uh, live game cast for the preseason game, and he was 30 seconds ahead of me easily. So I just had him do do play-by-play because play, he was the one that was the most caught up from anybody in chat because he was sitting there in Chicago watching it over the digital airwaves, literally with an antenna.
3: <laughs> so much better than streaming. I hate that they forced yeah. that on us. It should still be an option, you know, to to get it the regular way. But cause... I mean, I guess money talks, man. YouTube paid them or Google who owns YouTube paid them an infinite amount of money to get the exclusive rights. So that's what we're we're stuck with. Mm-hmm. And like when, like I record all the games, you know, so, and, and if anyone's listening, I do not profit off of it. I do not violate copyright laws. So <laughs> I'll have to record like the games I'm at this year, because before I could record it on my TiVo with Sunday ticket but I'll have to like, just watch it off of record it off of game pass or NFL plus or what they call it now. Cause like if I'm at week one, which I'm going to be, I I won't be home to record it. So I'll have to record it off of NFL plus. Mm. So it's just, it's so hard now to be a fan, (laughs) but at least there's options, you know, cause I, I want the games, whether they're, they're negative or positive. I, I, I like having the games and, You know, you put something in. It could be random, like 2002, week seven. You know, it's just like, Mm -hmm. holy fuck! It feels like a lifetime ago, and I like being able to do that. Yeah, I know, I know. I was worried about that because
2: I I was wondering how you were going to be able to record the games. Well, I'm going to recording. I'm
3: sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. I was going to say I'm going to be able to. I have to go through Google uh, Chromecast, which is kind of like Amazon's. Whatever they call there, it's it's akin to the the fire stick is what I was trying to say. So mm-hmm. I can watch it through there and then record it. But since I won't be there live, I won't have a DVR feature. I can do it through NFL Plus.
2: I like. uh Let's get to some of the chatter because I like what what's going on here. Keto's or Kyo's saying. uh I said it yesterday, but I think the Bears will have an offense we have never seen before. There will there will be simply no reference for our offense. Man, I love what you are laying down, Kiyo. Saying they're going to be 6 and zero to start the season. Oh man,
3: Homerville Central, man, you're right here with us. Oh God, what would Adam Hogue say about that? Meatball, meatball, meatball sub, me ball cent- Like <laughs> fuck you, man. De- Demond is asking how Aldo's doing. Aldo, uh, he and I spoke for an hour and a half the other day, and well, it was his. It wasn't me saying like, "Come on, Aldo, talk to me." Like I'm worried about you. Like he volunteered it. And I don't think he set out to talk to me that long, but it was like, I like like he had just gotten out of jail or something. But the point is talking to him, his mind is sharp, man. He's, he's Aldo. Like He's not, he may not feel well physically, but you wouldn't know it. And he's been doing some videos online. I expect him to be on fire tomorrow night, like in a good way, like with rhythm. I think he's improving. I told him that too. I was like, I'm not God. I'm not, clairvoyant but i think you're gonna be okay i really talk talking to you now you sound like yourself i'm not so worried about you anymore good 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 to hear it um let's say what What was was. the thing about sunday ticket i
2: just missed the comment cliff is saying i signed up for sunday ticket and dropped nfl plus hated waiting until after the game to see it
3: Right. I'm going to have both again, just to be able to watch the games. I'm not watch- when I'm, if I'm at the stadium and unable to record it live. So it'll be an option to at least still record it for myself.
2: That's good. At least you can still record it. I mean, to a DVD.
3: Yeah. Like my DVD recorder, it's, it's like your like a VCR would have if, if I'm not, I'm dating myself to the kids listening, but yeah, you recorded like something straight live as it was happening. It's like my DVD recorder it has nothing to do with the computer. It's hooked into my television. Right. So the Google Chromecast goes into that. I have to use a splitter because it's that one's like standard definition, the one's high definition, but it, it all works out. So
2: I like what Key was saying here too. I'm, I'm thinking it will take half the season before teams can get, can legit game plan against us. I like this. I like this. I like the optimism.
3: Yeah. What are we supposed to be like pessimistic because not be meatball fans are supposed to say gloom and doom all the time.
2: I am literally hoping for an MVP season out of Justin Fields this year. I'm not predicting it, but man, am I hoping for it? Why can't it happen? We see it happen all the time. There's always a darling quarterback of the league every year. There's always a new darling quarterback. Last year it was almost Justin Fields. He was right on the cusp but everyone wanted to call him a running back this year. I think he takes that next step and he's in the, he, he could very well be MVP. I've Can got,
3: I-, I got a good anecdote that you'll like. This is coming from a Philadelphia fan. The guy that was doing the evaluation on my basement Friday, when he's giving me the bad news of like, dude, this is groundwater. You're going to have to deal with this. If you don't, you're going to have mold. So to try to break, whatever, like seriousness that we're having. Cause he knows I'm going to have to get alone, and I've, I've got a fields Jersey on. So he, he tries to like, you know, break some ice with me to talk football. And he goes, look, I'm a real Eagles fan, not a bandwagon fan. He told me he went to their NFC championship win a few years ago over Minnesota. He goes to Philly, he goes to game. So he's a real fan. I'll, I'll take him at his word, but he looks at my Jersey and he goes, you know what, I don't know what you think. He was like, Are you a real Bears fan? I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, I love Justin Fields. This was coming from an Eagles fan. He says to me, If anybody that says Fields can't play, like, I don't understand. It. He's like, Just give the guy some offensive line, give him a, some protection. He's going to be great. Mm-hmm. This was coming from an Eagles fan. He's like, Justin Fields is great. And I was like, Wow. Yeah. So he, and of course, he made the comparison to Jalen Hurts, but he said, like, if you get rid of Fields, you're crazy. And yeah. he volunteered all of this. this. Like I said, just trying to make conversation. Maybe he's lying to me and placating me. I don't know. But it felt genuine. And coming from a guy that likes another team, it was like, wow, okay. I heard That's the same awesome. thing Dolphins fans saying the
2: same thing about Justin Fields. Yeah. Justin Fields is he's going to take the, the, the league by storm this year. I think f- people are really feeling it other than Colin Cowturt, of course he likes to oh, shit all over anything quarterback related for the Bears doesn't matter how, you know if, if Jim McMahon was playing right now the way he did winning you know 20 plus games in a row he would shit all over him he'd find a way to shit on him yeah he'd be like uh, there's not enough
3: spirals he's too yeah. reckless uh, I'll the ball a little bit too long he drinks a lot of alcohol like is he in shape he drinks a lot of booze. <laughs> yeah, there would be some kind of criticism. I, I always say that about Dan Weeder, too. He could be uh, the beat writer for the 85 Bears. And like week one, he'd be like, you know, the Bears are down 28 to 17. This defense is overrated. They're missing Todd Bell and Al Harris. They're not going anywhere this season. Mm-hmm. Walter's getting older. McMahon's always hurt. This team has no shot. They that would be Dan Weeder weird, if it was week one of 85. Yeah. They almost lost to the lowly Buccaneers. <laughs> you're going to have games like that. I mean, look at us last season. Philly goes to the NFC or the Super Bowl representing the NFC. And what happened? They nearly lost at soldier field to a team that won three games in the Chicago bears. It happens. If mm-hmm. the bears are good this year, we're going to have a game where we're like, holy shit, this team sucked. And we almost lost. Mm-hmm. But that's a sign that you're a good team. Actually, when you play down and like you're flat, And you can overcome that. I know everyone will say, if you're a good team, you're not, that's human nature. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, like if you just want a big game to be like a trap game. So if, like, they have a big win, let's say against Kansas City, right? And then Denver comes the next week. Mm -hmm. If they beat Mahomes, it's going to be hard to be up for Denver. And then maybe you struggle and win 20 to 19, but fuck, you
2: won, you know? Right. Those the Denver game and the and the and the Raiders games they always freak me out whenever we play those teams, and the Giants. I don't know why. And the and the Saints. We play the Saints this year, and what two of those other teams? The, the Raiders and the 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 Broncos. So those games, I, I'm always a little bit worried about those games because it's hard to it's hard to predict because you just don't have much history to go off of like you do with
3: some other teams. One of my favorite wins ever was against the Saints, though. And I remember I got to watch it live, even though I wasn't in Illinois. It was like week nine of 91, and the Saints were undefeated. They were they had this slogan called cha-ching. It had to do with their sacks. And they were selling T-shirts that said cha-ching. And they hadn't lost a game since the Bears put them out of the playoffs the year before in 90. So the Bears are going to the Superdome, unbeaten Saints, harbaugh literally in the fourth quarter was something like two of 17 passing he's having a terrible day he's throwing like 20 yards all game and then it comes down to one drive and harbaugh leads us down the field and we win in a game where it's probably one of the worst games he ever played as a bear but when they needed a drive he took us and those unbeaten saints were defeated by the 91 bears
2: love that it. Was, that was the uh, vic fangio linebacker squad wasn't it with the uh...
3: No no this is the Ditka the Ditka era still 91 with Jim Harbaugh the quarterback.
2: No no I mean the, the but that defense of the Saints it wasn't that they had those linebackers I think um Vic Fangio was the linebackers coach of that team.
3: Oh wow I didn't know that. That's I, cool. so. I did I did not know that. They had I remember they had Pat Swilling was their Pat, leader Thank back
2: you. Then. Pat Swilling is one of them I was trying to think of uh Sam there was Sam something Sam Jones maybe? I think Sam Mills. I think he died, actually. You don't want, uh,
3: yeah, he did. But They he, called he him played. the Field Mouse because he was so small. He but played yet, for a while, though. That, That's a guy that would end up costing us a 95, though. Again, mm-hmm. I've told the story so many times. The Bears had to beat Philly and then have Atlanta lose to San Francisco, and they make the playoffs. And San Francisco had beaten Atlanta like 20 out of 21 games, and they're the defending Super Bowl champions. And Atlanta gets Jeff George gets hurt, and late in the game they bring in Bobby fucking Abear who leads a drive to beat San Francisco in the in, under a minute and puts us out. Right. And Bobby Abear was the Saints' quarterback that uh, that day in '91. I always hated Bobby Abear for that shit. in '95. Yeah, me too. Bobby Abear, <laughs> fucking bomb, Bobby Abear. Wherever you are. Q Corito is saying, uh, let
2: me tell you, it's a struggle living outside of Chicago. It's so fucking expensive paying for Sunday ticket and shit. I get maybe five games a year that are primetime.
3: Right. I get yeah. it.
2: I, I mean, I grew up in Chicagoland and I, I don't live there anymore. And I miss that. I, I, this, it sucks having to pay for, you know, I mean, I'm happy to to be able to watch the games because I said this before when DirecTV, because I was like, I don't want to have to get a, pers- a prescription. A subscription to direct tv for two years just to watch nfl sunny ticket and why can't they just sell me the nfl sunny ticket i'm like i'd pay 400 bucks for it and here we are youtube now has it and they're charging 400 bucks for it so i guess i got my wish actually they're charging more than that aren't they isn't it like 450.
3: 450? yeah, yeah but I, I got a gotta... hundred dollars off because i i bought it in june or may right. whenever it was they give you a hundred dollars off one time next right. year it's going to renew at 450. Oh, that really, yeah. Oh, so it auto renews at that,
2: so you can't, you don't even get a, a grace period. Like I think this year it was June tenth.
3: No, they said next year it's four fifty. It's a one time deal to have the hundred dollars off. Of course, yeah. you could always cancel. It's, but if you want it, it's going to renew, uh, again for four hundred and fifty dollars. They don't even allow you the installments. The Directv at least gave you like six installments of fifty dollars or whatever. Yeah, you got to pay it one lump sum with Google slash YouTube. Oh man. I'm so worried that opening day, of course I won't be there because I'll be at the game in Chicago, but the opening day it's week one. And like you said, if you're not in Chicago more than like, well, maybe not because that's the 3:25 central. That might be the prime, the, the national game that day uh, across the country. Cause it's the double header game. It's the second one, but either way, If you have to watch it on Sunday ticket, you turn it on and uh, you just know there's going to be quote unquote bugs to work out. Is it going to crash? Is it going to be buffering all these terrible things that you don't want? Now ever, I I would see people complaining about direct TV, but man, I've had direct TV. I still have it, but I've had it since like Clinton was president and Sunday ticket was always reliable for me. Always. (laughs) It, it, It was always there. And it always worked. People were always bitching about it, but they were effective for me. I know ne- there was never—I never had one game where I was like, "Oh, that Directv cost me blank." Never. Right. I got all my games, always. See what I always did with with Directv
2: was when my my when my subscription would come back around and they would try to when when I knew it was going to be renewed for Sunday Ticket, I would call and just go right to the cancellation department. And then when I got to the cancellation part department, they'd be like, "Well, okay, what can we do to to retain your business?" I'd be like, "Give me NFL Sunday ticket for free." It's the only reason why I'm paying for this, you know, Hmm. contract. They're like, "Okay, done." So I I would I would get it for free just about every year. But well, you can't do that anymore. But I was going to say there was a tip for you guys, but it's on YouTube now. But that did seem to work.
3: So I know that sorry I gave you the information too late, guys. Our pre or pre-talk before we went on air. I'm just going to, I want to give this guy some credit for something he did for me. Now I'd already paid for my Sunday ticket. This is probably the 2019 season, the 2020 season. It was one of those three, four years ago. And Shane Marsaw was like, dude, just fucking call and tell him you're going to cancel. And like you, everything you just said, I was Mm -hmm. like, I've already paid for it. So he goes, why don't you just call and say you want the rest of your account free then, or something like that? And I was like, I can't do that. He's like, Dan, what's your fucking account number? <laughs> he called DirecTV. Shane Marsog called DirecTV and pretended to be me. I don't know what he said to them, but they gave me $80 off a month or $75 off a month for a whole year because of whatever Shane did. And big ups to him because I wouldn't have done that. I don't have the the temerity to go and threaten when when I'm lying. I can't lie. I'm not canceling your service and my service with you. I want Sunday ticket. I'm not going anywhere. Like now I could legitimately leave and and mean it, but not then. But yeah, Shane did that for me. He called and pretended to be me. All your cards in the
2: table, were you? (laughs)
3: you Shane did that for me. He saved me all that money a month for a whole year, man. Just because he called to pretend to be me.
2: What is up J two K and PJ PJ will be joining us later with foster. Um, you know, I only did that because I worked in the customer service. Um, I worked for TiVo actually years ago. Wow. in, in the customer service department, when somebody would call in, you know, there was different levels. So if they just needed technical support, they would go to, you know, one level, if they needed, you know, uh, billing support, obviously they'd go to billing if they needed, if they wanted to cancel, they go to cancel every, every layer has a different um, they have different permissions to things that, that they can give out for free to, re, you know, to keep you happy. In, in the, in the, in the case of the retention department or the cancellation department, they have all the tools that they can provide you to retain your business. So you just tell them you're quitting. You said, I'll give a shit. I'm canceling. I don't care. I'll, I'll pay the, whatever the balance is the prorated balance, whatever to get out of the contract, they will, Turn around and give you that Sunday ticket for free. Well, at least they used to. But, um...
3: you know, one of the jobs I had 20 plus years ago, I worked for DirecTV's competitor, Dish Network, because it was right by my house. So hmm. I worked at a radio station uh, and did that on the side part time. And back then, I see, I knew I couldn't tell them I had DirecTV, but I knew we didn't have a Sunday ticket. But back then, like, let's say you called me and you're like, Hey, the, you know, I'm Dan and I used to live in Chicago and I want the bears games. I used to be able to, when I worked at dish network, I think this changed when W was president circa 056. I could pick where your local channels came from. So if you said I live in Georgia now, but I used to be in Illinois done, I'd put the Chicago channels on for you and be like, listen, you don't need Sunday ticket. I can get you the local affiliates. Oh, Just wow. tell me where you want them. So I could give you the Chicago channels, even though you didn't live in Chicago when I worked for Dish. But that got changed around 05, 06, and you, you had to take your local channels regardless. But at the time, that's how I kept customers. I was like, I can get you your local Fox, CBS, whatever whatever channel they're going to be on. You're not going to need Sunday ticket. I can get you the Chicago channels. And I did, right. and I came through for people like that all the time, circa two thousand three four five whatever it was that you know that's
2: interesting i wonder if you can um so for example i log into a vpn for my job which is in colorado it's based out of colorado and if i'm logged into that vpn when i tried to, to go into youtube to watch um youtube tv for the, the game even though i thought, they might think you're in colorado well the, they they don't they weren't airing the preseason games i had to go to nfl plus but in order to use it they were making me go through to re-verify my uh, my my address being in georgia instead of in colorado so i'm wondering if you could just change your your vp like if because everyone has a virtual private network on their um um they should on their modem or router that they can change it to so i'm wondering if you if you change it to to chicago and then try to log into um just a local fox station if the the game's playing on fox that sunday if it would give it to you
3: from that area you know if you logged in with a
2: comcast account or something
3: that's essentially what i was doing what i was saying so yeah if there's some way to beat that system it makes sense i don't know if they have a way of of repudiating that but man if you could fool them with your i could see that working you
2: probably can't fool them though they probably have all that shit it's probably all figured out by now, you know, so that yeah. you can't fool the system like that.
3: The cool thing about NFL plus, uh, at the very least is that you still get like the Amazon game and all that bullshit on like, uh, cause Amazon's getting a playoff game this year too, which is absurd. Like, why would you want to alienate your fan base? There, there are older people out there, not, not me, but they're like, like, if, if my dad were alive today, my dad would be, he'd be 72 in December. So if, if I told my dad who who's been dead 30 years now, but if he were still alive and I said, no, 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 you can't watch it on TV. You got to log into your fucking streaming and do it here. He would say the hell with it. I'm not watching that game. <laughs> <That's> like, it, <laughs> so let am say there's gotta be a lot of people either yeah. a live in a smaller area and don't have great internet. Again, not me. I've got a decent... Or, internet. I'm not or, saying this to no. bitch, but they may not be able to watch that playoff game as a result of them giving... Like, forcing you to stream. I, I don't know why you would take your product... At, at playoffs off of national television. I just don't understand what they're doing.
2: They're probably making more money off of the subscriptions to watch it than they are from the broadcasting. Well, because they're also getting broadcasting... So they're making they're making twice as much money actually because they're they're getting it twice. They're getting it from the advertisers and they're getting it from you. That's that's just bullshit.
3: Well, if you've got plus, I think you can watch the Amazon games that way, but then maybe that's just the regular season. Maybe, maybe I would have to like if the Bears were playing on the Amazon playoff game, maybe I'll have to subscribe to fucking prime for a month just to watch it. I, I don't know yet.
2: You know, it's um, it's it's a it's a fucking it's a crying shame, it's a crying shame. Because there's gonna there's gonna come there's gonna come a time where it's just gonna be just ridiculously overly expensive to 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 watch a game for. It already is for most people. You know, how many people? Can, it's amazing to me that people would tune in to listen to Foster and I uh, talk about the game live. Well, it makes sense because. People they're not paying. They they don't want to pay for that. They want to pay the four hundred dollars or the hundred dollars plus on on top of that for NFL Plus. Oh, and NFL Plus by the way has been threatening to give you the games live for years, and I've never been able to get a live game. Not even a live. Well, the preseason game was live, but they've never had a. They've never streamed a live game. You have to wait two hours for the game to be over to watch it. Right. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. I I I think that those complications if you're a super diehard fan and i think we both are we'll find a way to get the game but i think it hurts the average fan the person that if it's convenient they'll watch it and that's bad for the game when you take the regular person out of it you're going to have your diehards we're always going to be there regardless of what they do to us it's like i got to pay 450 i don't like it okay i'll pay it you know, but there are people that, that won't be able to afford that or don't want to watch it on Amazon, or it just or feels like, they, yeah, yeah, I feel like they're really like they could alienate their fan base in some ways. Another thing that they were talking about doing and did not follow through on at the time where they were campaigning to get Sunday ticket, they being YouTube/slash Google, they intimated that they were going to do what. The NFL, uh, I'm sorry, the NBA league pass and Major League Baseball allow you to do now, which is to follow your one team at a discounted rate. Like if you don't want the 450, you can pay 150 and only get the Bears, for example. That'd be fine. They with me. kept saying they were going to do that, and then that's not an option. They did not do that. You have to buy the whole package. So that's kind of greedy because they yeah. they kept saying that. Oh, that'll be a benefit of having it stream. You could just get one team, and then they didn't do it. Ooh. Talk about a fucking monopoly. What are you going to yeah. do? <laughs> you have to take you it. Watch f- NFL? <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, those leagues are horrible, those other leagues. So it's, yeah. uh, it's the NFL or bust, man. I mean, yeah, I like the NFL so much. Well, I'm more or less a Bears fan now. But last night, uh around 3 a.m., probably 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., I was watching old – NFL well, games from 1970. They're highlights from Pat Summerall's uh, show this Week in Pro football. I was watching those last night. Just watching highlights of games of uh, that were played before I was born. Uh, that's wow. how much I love football. So
2: I know, and I love those the old NFL film stuff with the with the with the voice and right. You know, and he's, I, I just love it. He, he, both Sables, Steve and his dad, you know, hearing just them is just—I don't know. It's 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 sad that Steve is gone now too. Yeah, don't Steve say, and say,
3: Sable and John Facendu, who the voice you're talking about, he's gone. Yeah, and that's Aldo and I've talked about this before. It's just like when I grew up, those highlights meant so much to me, and he agreed. Uh, just Super Bowl highlights and things like that. Like I knew about the game and the product and the history before. Mm-hmm. I was like even ten years old. I knew that Joe Namath had guaranteed victory, and all these things that happened before I was born. But today's like youth. I'm not trying to be like one of these get off my lawn motherfuckers, but like since the Sables died, the NFL films died with them. So nobody young gives a shit about what happened in Super Bowl twelve. They don't. They don't give a fuck. I mean, it's just it's a shame. Like how what they're missing out on, and in, in, in my estimation. Yeah. I'm saying here,
2: uh Keo Carito is saying, I asked Swifty, who who literally works for Google, if he got discounts for YouTube TV, and he said he wished. So like they're just, they don't even give discounts to their employees. That's just what? ridiculous.
3: Just money hungry.
2: My goodness.
3: Well, I, that- I did see that somehow. If you, I have Verizon too. They were giving away Sunday ticket for free to Verizon subscribers, but I've already bought it, so I didn't even look into it. But I do have Verizon. I don't know what the what you have to do to take advantage of that offer.
2: Oh wow, that would be nice.
3: I might. I would switch over to that for that. (laughs) Yeah, we. You should look that up. Uh, It's legit. I saw it like a week ago. Like the the advertisement for it. It's just like I said. I've already bought it. Fuck it. It's just probably just get it that
2: one year for free and then.
3: The next year you pay 450 for it. It still it saves you money, but like I said, I've already the, the money's already come out of my account. I'm just I'm just just give me the games, man. Okay, like, whatever. When
2: Chris Watts was talking about how they didn't even allow him to pay for it in installments
3: either. Yeah, there's no installment. That's what I said that earlier. No installments yeah. at all. Now, direct TV would give you six installments. Now yeah. I don't know how Chris got to watch it, being that he's English. I'm not sure what you know, how it was for him. But for us, we had installments before and we don't now. Hmm.
2: Well, at least he doesn't have to get it in Spanish because he's English. i he might pay more <laughs> for that. <laughs> Joe Treviso says Verizon new customers is getting ticket for free. Yeah,
3: that's interesting. Oh, you have to be a new Verizon customer. Okay, so you, I've had Verizon for years too, so that wouldn't help me anyway.
2: Right. Cliff saying, anytime you see a company based in Cali, you think, uh-oh, Cali companies, where'd it go? Cali companies soak everyone. It's true. They have to pay for all of the, uh, they have to pay for the uh, helicopters to fly around um, recording uh, people running from the police. <laughs> My wife got stuck watching, uh, I don't know, a couple hours worth of a helicopter, of a of a high-speed chase in California. <laughs> the helicopter flying around, you know, right, right. The guy, the guy stole like three different vehicles. She's watching it. Like she, like it's ants, you know, (laughs) she just need like a magnifying glass to take the guy out for him, you know, but, uh, yeah, guy. you still, we should probably actually get into kind of the, the heading of the show, which is steel sharpened steel because I'm, I mean, I'd like to know what you think about what you I mean. I know it's a preseason game. There's a lot of people that you know, there's fans like us who love to watch preseason for the value of what we're looking at in the players that are on the field. Who you know, what's what's our depth gonna look like? Um, how is the team building coming along? How is how are the new guys looking? Things like that. Um, and then there's people that think, oh, it's just preseason, you know, it it does not matter. These are shit games. Take everything with a grain of salt. You know, we we can look at the two touchdown passes from Justin Fields as being screen passes or bubble screen or a dump off, whatever you want to call it. Some people even complained that he, the passes were a little bit behind him. Some people were in favor of the of the pass being behind DJ Moore because it, because it actually stalled the play and caused it to open up a little bit more, which resulted in the touchdown. But the point that I'm, I'm I think I'm trying to make here is those plays were because of the blocking and right. the running game looked good because of the blocking. The defensive line looked a little bit uh, suspect in the beginning of the game against the run, but that they kind of started to pick it up a little bit. And I don't know. I, I think there's a lot to be excited with those two lines moving forward because last year they were both so atrocious. How do you feel about our, our line both lines after watching that first preseason game.
3: Well, I've been uh, critical of Cody Whitehair a bunch and, and, mm-hmm. and all of his bad snaps from his previous time as center. But I've got to be fair and say that he looked good on uh, Saturday. Now, I still I would like to see Davis in there. I know he had a presser today kind of intimating that perhaps it wasn't up to him to come back which is kind of confusing uh but the line itself they they played well on on Saturday like you said with that screen pass now yeah if i'm going to be negative i will say that the the throw that he always missed with Mooney was the same one he missed with DJ Moore it was like like you said it was behind and but Moore made the play and then and then went through the house i mean so yeah fields has got to make that a easier toss, but the individual talent of DJ Moore made up for it. I'm not saying that uh, Darnell Mooney can't, but he's a little bit above um, Darnell. I think uh, DJ Moore is. So it, it, my point is before Justin had to be flawless for the bears to, to succeed. And now he can make a shitty throw and his guy can still take it all over to the house. That's positive for the bears. That's positive. And one more thing. I don't want to hog off the mic time. One of the things that you said that really resonated with me there was again, the same thing, whether it's like Hogue or Johns, they always bitch about having to cover games, whether it's like, ah, it's just a preseason game. Like no one wants to watch that shit. And I'm like, these dudes like have just unbelievable access. And they're just so fucking spoiled with it. Like the average fan Again, does it matter in the big scheme of things? No one is really going to be t- thinking about, boy, I really wish I would watched that Tennessee Titans, Chicago Bears preseason game when it's like week 12. We're not going to be f- thinking about that unless somebody got hurt in it. But still, like, they act like, you know, they've got to watch gay porn when they're watching preseason. And like, it's so arduous for them. It's just like, oh, God, I got to be at the stadium. I just, that makes me like want to like yell at them. I think you're on mute.
2: All right, I am on mute. Thank you. Oh. I was on mute. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can see me laughing but you can't hear me. <laughs> I couldn't hear you. Guys, I, I we have to get the chatter cuz it's blowing up. Um let's see a couple things I wanted to see here. Joe Treviso's birthday. Happy birthday Joe Joe Treviso. John Appreciate Travolta's
3: birthday today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: No, but I I did want to mention uh, Demand 1599's awesome um, welcome back Cotter uh, image there. I'll pull it. I'll pull it up for you. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Welcome back Cotter image. That's pretty cool.
3: Um, you know, they actually that show was on so long that in the end, like Cotter wasn't oh, yeah. even on the show, the character oh. Cotter, and they were still doing it. It's kind of like oh. Happy Days when like Richie and everyone's gone, but it's like Fonzie and Richie's parents are still there, and that's it.
2: After Fonzie jumped the shark?
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Hair Bear, thanks for joining us tonight, man. Appreciate you. Good, great to see you again. Dan and the other Dan. It's the other, it's the other Dan tonight. You're the other Dan. I I'm love the it. other Dan. I should put the other Dan up there instead of Dan Aguirre for your image.
3: <laughs> I gave myself, because you, you could, like, subtitle. Uh, no one even noticed it because you always hear like, "Oh, he's bringing the big dick energy," I, you know. So I put <laughs> on mine. It says "medium dick energy." <laughs> medium dick. Energy. I'm bringing the medium dick energy. I'm like, you know, I'm okay. Wait, I have to remove it. Oh wait, it's not there. Okay, <laughs> well, it was that it was there initially at the bottom. It's said bad. medium dick energy.
2: <laughs> I like what King Buka World saying. uh All right, well, Hair Bear saying last year Fields couldn't hit those easy screen passes at all. So even hitting the guy's hands was improved uh, Touche. He's got then,
3: it. I, I agree.
2: And then King book is saying last year, why is Justin not taking, taking what the defense is giving him now? It's why is he not throwing the ball downfield? I know. Right. Cause there I, was going to be something
3: I heard. I forget who it was. Uh, one of the linemen was were being interviewed and he said that, that they had called plays in practice for that screen a couple of times, and it never worked because the defense is there every day and they know what's coming. So, like, it excited – I think it was Tevin Jenkins. He said that he was so happy that it worked because the, the D in uh, practice was so stellar that it never worked, and it fucking worked twice against the Titans. So, uh-hmm yeah, so I, I, I mean like I said I'm happy. Like I did say at the time, I was like, oh, that was a bad throw. But again, you can make up for it now. Justin doesn't have to be perfect yep. to win now. Again, we officially haven't won a game since the uh the New England game last season. <clears throat> that was still preseason, but you have yeah. to think that's gonna change this season soon. So
2: Kiyukurito is saying, by the way, I'm so glad Dalvin Cook is out of the NSC North. I knew he was gone, but it's nice for it to be official.
3: Yeah, he's a jet now.
2: <laughs> Looks like PJ and Foster are battling
3: for <laughs>
2: controls in the background.
3: <laughs> I, this Dalvin, I don't want to shit on him because I don't want him to come back and haunt me somehow. But <laughs> Dalvin Cook's always hurt. I mean,
1: yeah.
3: always hurt. And he didn't even do that much damage to the Bears as a Viking because he's always fucking hurt. You want to try to get your bomb squad dream team in New York with the Jets, have at it, man. I mean, he's not going to be a factor. I
2: don't know. Uh, well, Oliver Chapman, welcome to the chat. Um, he's saying, I'm watching the game again. Baskerville has the green dot on his helmet. Was he calling the defense? It's a good question.
3: I had a friend in, in college named Curtis Baskerville. So I wish this Baskerville guy would make the team and be really good. And then I could get Curtis a Baskerville jersey. He's a Ravens fan. He grew up in Baltimore. But like you have to wear the Bears Baskerville jersey. He's the only other person I've ever met with the name Baskerville. <laughs> what do you wear it? I don't know. I, I He's still my Facebook friend, but I haven't talked to him since I, in real life, since again, Clinton was president. So I don't know. King Book is saying
2: Jets are trying to reassemble the Avengers for Rogers. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Kiyo Kritu says, I will say that the first offensive drive against the Titans worries me just a tiny bit. I mean, it was a first drive, though, right? It's, yeah. it's preseason, first drive. Um, you got to get the,
3: the jitters out. I have a confession to make on that. I didn't see it. I woke up at... Now I was supposed to work that day, and I took a paid day off, so I wouldn't have been able to watch it live at all. But I didn't get out of bed till like one five Eastern time, and then you know I took a leak and fed my cat. But it, if, as soon as I sat down, it was seven nothing Tennessee. Like I missed that whole first drive. So I don't, I know they gave up a score, and I know Kyler Gordon had a couple of good hits. So I know the gist of it. But maybe I'll watch it again tonight when I get home. I didn't see I went, that first drive
2: at all. I'm waiting for the L22 to come out so I can put it on the channel for people to watch. Because I know there's a lot of people that were watching the game with us in on the game stream that or they, they couldn't watch the game. They were getting the stream from us. So um, as soon as that comes out, I'll be putting that out on the channel for you guys to to watch the all 22 of every game this year. So just so you can have it for your own
3: um, enjoyment and. How about the eight sacks though? That eight was impressive. Sacks. wow! It feels like yeah. the Bears had like seven sacks all of last season as a team. I know <laughs> they have eight, and I know it's a preseason game, but holy <laughs> shit, that was! I'm and ninety nine says, "Fuck yeah. you, put me at the bottom of the uh, the rotation and say I'm not making the team." He's coming out. Damn, Gibson looked great. I mean, yeah. look great. If he could continue Perfect. that, then th- that's what we want.
2: You know, he was playing for a job.
3: Conversely, and I yeah. don't want to be negative, but goddamn, Vailus Jones had, uh, I think, officially five pump returns last season. Fumbled two of them, cost us games in both of them, and nearly fumbled on every other one. Like so, it was like he, he bought he bobbled all five of his kick his pump returns last season, and then the first one. The first one in the – man, that guy's got to go. I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe I'm an asshole. Maybe I should be buying redemption more and, and want, want him to come back and, and play great against uh, – who are they, who are they got Saturday? The Colts? Like, yes, yeah, so I, sh- I should want him to be great. I don't even want him to get another chance. Like, I don't want him week one fumbling and stumbling and, and costing us a game. I just don't. Mm-mm. I, I, I don't see him making the team. I hope not, man. I mean, even if you just have to put Pettis there to just say, okay, for God's sakes, we know you can't take it all away, but just don't fumble. What's up, Raging Oracle? Thanks for joining us tonight. Great to see you again.
2: Tin Pan Dog says it was great to see a win. Warts and all. Looking forward to seeing how the practices against Indy goes and then the improvements in the next game. I think that's a great segue to bring in to bring Foster and PJ onto the show. Just to um kind of wrap the end of the show up with, with all of us here because I haven't really well other than watching the game with Foster, I haven't really seen what PJ has to say. So let's bring those guys in here. What's up guys?
4: What's happening?
2: Sounds like somebody's in a car with their window down. <laughs>
3: What's up PJ?
4: What's happening with you guys? What's up there uh Dan Aguirre.
3: Nice to talk with you again, sir.
4: He
3: said, sir. Man. Sir? Wow.
4: Oh, man, I guess I am getting old.
3: Foster <laughs> said, fuck this. I'm just getting up and getting a Foster's beer. <laughs> Before he went to go close the window.
2: <laughs> yeah, Foster doesn't drink.
3: Oh, he just smokes then. Yeah, yeah. Like,
2: a, a, like a chimney. Yeah. I, don't I was think watching. I, go, ahead, go ahead. I don't think I. It's hard to remember the last time I've seen Foster on the screen without a cigarette in his
3: hand. I watched an old Monday night game randomly earlier this summer, from '71. It was the Giants in Dallas, and again I was just bored. I, why am I watching? I don't know. But the Giants' coach was smoking on the sidelines. I was like, God, it's a different world. I know that's 50 years ago, but motherfucker was smoking on the sidelines. That's Foster.
2: Yeah, you're muted, Foster.
0: We would smoke during calisthenics, believe it or not. <laughs> Smoking we, we have them hanging out of our mouths in practice, man. Jeez. <laughs> Different world.
2: I, I, have, I have pictures of my mom in the hospital after giving birth to me, and there's an ashtray with a cigarette in it. That's that's lit. That's, <laughs> she's holding onto me with an ashtray and slit you could smoke <laughs> anywhere back in the day Anywhere you went uh-huh raging oracle says gets two more shots at uh, jones get, jones gets two more shots at kick returner punt returner if he doesn't work on the punt kick return team then we give him a wide receiver op before they let him go i just say take him off of punt return all together with
4: yes i would i would think you guys would have to uh help him get over the yips or whatever he has and Give him a shot in preseason to actually try, keep on trying it. Work through that mental block he's having because you might need him. So working through for the uh, preseason and after the end of the preseason, you look at it like he has a total of 15 punt returns and out of the 15, he bobbled three or more. Okay, yeah, then you do something with him. But right now, I I wouldn't because I'm, I'm trying to build up his confidence in the
3: preseason. I would right. Right now, I'm saying Tyler Scott, it's your turn, bro.
4: I don't know. Tyler, Tyler Scott kind of disappointed me in that game. Uh, I don't know what you he think there, fumble. Dan, but he, but he kind fumble. of disappointed me. He's got I – mean, he Fumble, right? Fumble?
3: Yeah, he's got just as much speed as Velas, though. It's like – Yeah, but – Valus, I mean, we got your replacement right here is what I'm saying.
4: Yeah, but Valus is thicker. I mean, you know, he seemed like he's more muscular and bigger than what uh, – Tyler is so that's what I'm saying. I, Tyler, I, I'm scared. I'm I'm scared for Tyler being on punt returns that he might get hit really good and get hurt.
3: Well, we could always yeah. put Pettis there then.
4: Uh, that's, that's the one it.
3: thing he does well is he catches the ball. He doesn't go anywhere with it, but right. he's gonna catch it and he's not gonna fumble.
4: Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, give give Vegas a chance to work it out though. I mean it. Yeah, I I, I, I just – I'm a firm believer I will give him a chance to work it out.
2: I would give him a chance don't to work it out. Don't you think that once you get that jitter in you – I mean, this is the NFL. Live bullets are flying. When you are trying to focus on this ball that's spinning in odd direction coming at you and you have to try to land this while you are just feeling everything and clothes around you, if you just don't have that in you, I think you would know it by now.
4: yeah. Ooh. Well, I think what is, I think what he's do, what he did on Saturday, he's trying too hard. I mean, he's trying to make up for what he did last year, so he should never try to catch that ball after that bounce anyway. But because he's trying so hard, that's why he now makes that mistake. That's why I'm like, look, man, you ain't gotta try to prove nothing like that. Catch it when it's available. What it's not just get away from it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Have that. He just, it scares me though, PJ. Like, week one's Green Bay. I mean, right. A play like that, a fumbled punt return. He lost two games for us last year. I mean, like, mm-hmm. don't cost us the Packers game. Like, you know, maybe he's better. Like, remember a couple years ago, uh, what's that's the guy's name? It was in Minnesota. He's in Atlanta now. Had all those good returns for us and left. Oh, Patterson. Uh, got, uh, Cordero yeah, Patterson. yeah, Cordero Patterson. Patterson doesn't return punts. He says he can't do it. All of his returns are kick returns. Maybe Valus is of that vein that, that like, he's a kick returner. Right? Yes,
4: yes. Right. I mean, but that's what, I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. I would use a preseason to find out. That's what I'm saying. I would not give up on him until I know without a question that, OK, this guy is not a punt returner. We're not going to use him there just after one game of the preseason. That's what I'm saying. I'm not ready to give up on him yet. Now, like I said, if we, he gives us 10, I mean, give 15 and out of the 15, uh, he, he got like uh Twenty percent drop rate. Okay. Yeah. Put somebody else back there.
2: King Book is saying Vellus needs a good old fashioned iron chic curse out. <laughs> Man, we need chic baby now. <laughs> Sheiky baby now. <laughs>
0: Get on, him, Dan. You can curse him out.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I could. The chic
3: uh, <laughs> passed away, unfortunately.
2: No, it no. reminds me of is the movie with um, What's this? What's the movie with the with the erratic pitcher who had like the the cannon for it was a comedy. you have a Major League with
3: Charlie Sheen as well. Charlie Wild Sheen,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. Where the one dude, oh, uh, the voodoo guy. Yeah, the voodoo guy. Yeah. <laughs>
4: he's the same guy who uh, who's the voice for uh, Allstate, right?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what that is. That's is that
4: him? Him? Yeah. Wow, I
3: didn't know that.
4: Yeah, that's it, man.
3: <laughs> oh my god, that is.
4: <laughs> a younger
3: version. But and when he real. said fuck you, Joe Boo, that's when he hit the home run. <laughs> yeah,
0: I do it I do it myself.
3: <laughs> Pedro hey, hey, Serrano, wasn't that his name? Yep. Something like that. That's it. That's, that's my little... favorite baseball movie ever, man. Like everyone says Field of Dreams. Like the first major league is great to me. Like I none yeah. none of those sequels. The first yeah. one's great. I'm a Field of
4: Dreams guy myself. Yeah, they're I am. I, am. I, I that, that 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 pulled at my heartstrings there. If you build um, it, they will come.
3: <laughs> Tucci was on that field recently. Yeah. Uh, Johnson Tucci ran the bases there. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Put up that video. It's in Iowa.
2: I have an idea for his putt return abilities, guys. You have so how like curses work is you have to have like a piece of like a piece of like an article of like a a possession of the person that you're putting the curse on. So let's just say we gave like uh, a Devin Hester, um, like a shred of one of Vela's Shone's jerseys or um, I don't know, an old sock from a game or something. And then um, Devin Hester, instead of putting a curse on it, he can, he can put the opposite on it and give him a a blessing to like be able to return punts and then hold like a little locker room ceremony. And then, uh, Velas Jones will go out and be an excellent punt returner.
4: Absolutely not. But I will go with this idea, though. How about just giving him number 23? All
3: Vellis right. Jones.
1: All right. All
3: right. Yeah. What's Tariq Cohen doing now? Are you back, bro? Maybe we could use you. He was kind <laughs> of <a> returning punts. <laughs> what about
1: Tristan?
0: Well, yeah. There's five or six guys on this team that are experienced punt returners. Well, probably four or five now, if you minus as
4: did uh, Tristan Ebner do any uh, punt returning in uh, Baylor? Was it Ber- Baylor, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. We want the Baylor. I don't. I know I he went to. I know, know he, he done that. some
4: kickoffs. I don't know the punt returns. So.
0: Punt punt return is way harder, man. It is.
2: Stc's hard. at,
4: way harder. With
2: that. Stc's asking if anybody else wants uh, Tyson Badgett to replace PJ Walker.
3: I'm not. I'm not a big fan of either of them. I will say that PJ uh not you sir but PJ Walker uh PJ Walker did some good things with Carolina last year and they it was like week 16 or 17 the Panthers are still on the board in the quote in the hunt and that was all because of PJ Walker but everything I've heard and read in camp this year is he's overthrowing everybody like everybody and then the first pass he had in the preseason overthrow interception so I don't know what's going on with P.J., but I, when they signed him, I liked it because at least his makeup and his body type and his style, like it's not like they're going from Fields to Dalton, where it's just like the offense has to be completely changed when he comes in. Like P.J. Walker isn't so – I mean, he's not as good as Fields, but if he has to play and can get the ball down, I mean, it's not like they have to call a completely different offense if P.J. Walker comes in, is my point. And he's had some success. I don't know anything about that, the, the Badgent guy. I do know where that college is. It's small as shit. Well, it used to be called college. They call it university now. Where he played at, it's called Shepherdstown, uh, here in West Virginia. It's so small. It's like, it's like a borderline Adam Shaheen small. Remember, like he played like Ashland <laughs> yeah. College. That's the kind of competition that guy came from, man. Like that small. Like so, yeah. He's a he's a practice squad guy, in my opinion.
1: Yeah,
4: I, I'm. I was hoping. now nah, he's out the league. But I was hoping. I think Deshaun, Deshaun Kaiser would have been probably a good backup in this system. The fields. I thought he would have been a good backup. Where is he
3: even at now?
4: He's out, he's, out of football altogether.
3: He's oh right. my god, really? He yeah, was terrible in Green Bay. So we don't. don't bring us that that juju. Let, let him stay in retirement. Wherever he's at, yeah, let him be. And was, let him be.
4: But then I was like the 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 quarterback from uh, UCLA. He's with Cleveland, though. Uh, DTR, Dorian Thompson, Robinson? Robinson, Yeah. Yeah. I think he's in Cleveland. Um, But also Cleveland also has Mond there, Uh, Kellen Mond. So I'm scouring the uh, quarterbacks that's going to be released in that scenario because, yeah, I'm not a fan of P.J. Walker. I'm not a fan of any of the quarterbacks behind fields that we have. So I, I would be definitely looking for someone else.
2: J2K saying, be be patient with PJ. New offense, he'll settle down.
3: I kind of feel that way too. I really do. I, he, he did some good things with the Panthers. And it's not like we're talking five years ago. I mean, it was just last year. I think mm-hmm. for a backup, I, I think he's good for a backup. I really do. Yeah. I say that respectfully, of course. I mean, you could be right, and I just look – I'm like dough, I ah, you got your guy Walker started today and he was terrible, but yeah. I think he'll be okay. And you know, for what he for what he is, like our third stringer isn't I mean, yeah, I thought he was terrible in Buffalo. I mean, I thought he was horrible in Buffalo, but every time he like has had to play for the Bears and granted late last season when we were horrible, like he's done okay for a third stringer, is what I'm saying. Like
4: I think well, the I see you guys top three like are okay. As as we got your name, PJ, I'll
2: give him a chance. J2K saying EQ stopped its route on the interception. It was right. It was right. (laughs) You're getting pulled from the show, PJ.
4: (laughs) No, it wasn't me. He's talking about the other PJ.
2: Right, but
1: there's
0: only so so many PJ comments allowed in the show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) From so many PJs.
0: Yes, yes,
2: yes. It's a good thing Walker's not here. Two people would go. JTK is just saying that EQ stopped his route on that on that, on that interception. It was right. At, it was the right read and the right throw. Good, yeah. good point.
3: Yeah,
4: I, I agree yeah. with Dan Aguirre that you know we should you know at least yeah, give the guy a chance.
3: Yeah, give him a chance. Let's give him. A chance. And I, I'm saying because he has performed in the league before. Yeah. Again, was he all world? Was he a Pro Bowl? No, but he did some good things and won some games in Carolina. True. And, uh, again, D.J. Moore knows him and has some success with him. But like, the same argument that I'm making for him is the reason that I'm like, I'm over Valus, man. He's had no success. He had one big catch late last season on offense. I give him all the praise in the world. It was a nice catch. I think it was against Buffalo or maybe Philly. But, damn, like how many times can this guy pump before we're like, all right, we've seen enough. I- I've seen enough.
2: yeah.
4: Yeah, I agree.
2: Oh, Bersky is saying interested in seeing a video or two I just made. Each under two minutes, eight sacks by defense and Travis Gibson video link.
4: Mm. Travis Gibson. Travis, Travis Gibson. Gibson, sorry. Yeah, Travis yeah. Gibson. Oh you 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 read it right. I'm just correcting uh Bersky. Bearski's the man. Gibson well, look
0: really good.
4: I appreciate okay. your films, uh Bersky.
2: Yeah, we you, we can we can play a video of yours. For sure, Bearsky. I have to to send you a link for that, right? I believe so. I'm sorry. Dan
4: Aguirre, I didn't get your, I mean, you probably said it earlier, but what was your overall thing, thoughts on the uh, game
3: overall? Overall, like a. My thesis thus far, we didn't we didn't talk a, a lot about the game. I, the eight sacks was just like, wow, I don't think. And I facetiously said, I don't think the Bears had it seven all of last season. So that was that was t- good to see pressure coming. Like, and they weren't even blitzing, you know, and they were still getting there. That was amazing. And to see Fields again, another bad throw on that screen. Uh, but normally, if he makes a bad throw, we we don't succeed. We don't win. So I was mm-hmm. saying if he can throw a ball that clearly is behind the line and and should have been out in front of him, but it still results in a touchdown, that is, you know, an, an, an indication that he doesn't have to be Superman anymore. Like he's got talent around him can make up for when he isn't perfect. Right. That's a good thing. That's a really good thing, right. really good thing to Agreed. be a the he because he doesn't, you know, that's a lot of pressure on a guy was born in 1999 and we're telling you like, Hey bro, you have to be perfect at all times for this team to win. And I know they say, well, he's five and 20 is a quarter, but that's a lot of pressure on somebody that's just coming into the league. And now he's got people around him that says, you know, go out there and play. Let's have fun, man. And let's win. Like you don't have to, it doesn't have to be all you. I think right. that's a good thing. That's that my biggest takeaway is that Justin doesn't have to be perfect and we can still succeed.
4: True. i I, I, I give them a little bit more leeway on those passes like that because I'm sure you're aware of this, but on those on those type of screenplays, they don't teach them to uh, look for the uh, the seams or the uh, things in the ball, the seams in the ball, to so where you just got to grab the ball and throw it. So a lot of those passes are normally inaccurate anyway.
3: Well, he misses them a lot. They tried that play with Mooney seemingly twice a game. And it yeah. never worked. I'm like, God, ah, not the bubble screen again. It never works. But, yeah, fuck, when you that might- one went to the house on his first catch as a bear. Like, that's that was great. That was great. I'm yeah. sorry. That was great. I mean, for
4: it not to be, on the, you know, when you don't have your hand on the laces, that's what it is. You know, you got to – you normally – quarterbacks throw the ball on the laces. But on those screens, you know, you just get the ball and you just throw it without feeling for the laces and – so, uh, so I give them, I tend to give them a little bit more leeway on those. But yeah, even even in spite of, still was able to get a touchdown. So yeah. But I think I heard you say earlier that yeah, the the offensive lineman did get down the field kind of early.
3: Oh, that spring. was on the second one, right? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, the, one the one Herbert one. touchdown. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, yeah, that was kind of bad.
2: Uh, Raging Oracle said Gibs, Gibson forced them to double him. That's what we were looking for. Someone has to force that to happen.
3: I thought Billings looked very average. Agreed. I, Agreed. I didn't even notice Billings. Honestly, I didn't even know he was active that day. I guess that's an indictment on, you know, on yeah. Billings or me for not realizing yeah. he's out there. Well, how, many plays,
0: how many plays did he play? Billings. Gibson
2: pl- who Billings? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, think he two I, I didn't
0: see him in there too long. I don't think when we were we were playing that. You know, we did like two
2: series because okay. I
4: seen him on that one where they do. You know how they do that one lineup where they like kind of got their body turned kind of sideways over the he center offset. Yeah, look and and I seen two people just watch him out the play, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> you might not want to try to line up like that no more. But yeah, I seen him out there. I think for like two series.
0: That might have been the intention, but you know, They just took out two guys. Uh, you know, I don't know the way they're playing. It's they—they they weren't out. They weren't out. There. Like the good thing was they ended up getting some cohesion with the guys that kept going in and out. But I don't—I don't, I don't yeah. think the main guys were out there that long, man. Yeah. They had the younger guys stay and play longer. And I was saying Acuay
4: wasn't
3: playing. And That Gakway was a was little point
4: player. out. That's exactly uh, Dan Aguirre. Uh, yeah. Uh, the fact that we got eight sacks and no in in dogway play. So, good point. Very good point.
2: It's a great point.
3: Yes. I wonder if he'll play Saturday. You would like to think that you want him to at least play a couple downs before opening day. Yeah, you would hope so.
2: Because he's Old probably team. not
3: going to play the last game because the last game now is the one where usually it's the gentleman, like it's going to be Vildor out there starting in the third game because it looks like he's inevitably going to get cut now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Raging Urkel say number 52 got a sack due to them doubling Gibson. He got he got to one on one with no help. Yep, mm-hmm. agreed. Mo Bimberns feel- saying, I thought the Titans were moving the ball a little too easy in, early in that game.
4: Absolutely, they were. Scared me was, a little bit. I was disappointed in, uh, what's his name? Uh, is it Green? The one, the free agent number 94 we picked up we're this sure year in Green. Yeah. He he didn't show me anything. He didn't show me anything. I, I was disappointed in him, so I'm hoping that uh Gibson pass him up on the uh depth chart. But yeah, I was disappointed in him at all. Like that was
2: useless.
1: Well, Travis know, Bell looked of, pretty
2: good for the few yeah.
3: plays he was in there. Yeah, he got a big sack at the end. I didn't want
0: to welcome somebody real quick, and I think you did already, Shorty, that I haven't. Seen in the chat before. You guys tell me. I don't know. Brendan Daly and his comment was, "I hope that, I hope Tyler Scott is not the second coming of Velas, speedy guy with iffy ball security." Welcome to the show, man.
3: Welcome My, to the show, out. Brendan. Thanks My for response your to that. And again, I, I, I'm, I come on here and I tell you, gentlemen, I'm just a fan. I'm no expert. But one guy I do believe in would know what he's saying on this is Randy Moss. Moss said that the Bears got a steal with Tyler Scott. He was one of the best wide receivers in the draft in his perspe- from his seat. So, right. like, to me, like, no one's saying Valus Jones is misunderstood and and not, oh, he's great. But, like, Randy Moss is coming out there saying that Tyler Scott's the bomb, man. So, fuck, if, I mean, Randy Moss is saying it doesn't mean it's going to work out, but makes me feel more confident in him. Like I said, who's advocating for Valus Jones and saying that he's good? Nobody.
0: Well, ben, don't, don't you think that that uh, Scott has, uh, from what you've seen, because I've seen some film and heard reports, everything's been pretty positive about Scott until the the fumble the other day after after a decent catch.
3: Yeah. I, was, I saw Braggs. Fancy, Greg Bragg said he was.
0: Stuck as, I mean, you know, you got to see the play. Go ahead.
3: No, I'm sorry. I mean, I was going to no. add to what you were saying. Greg Braggs was saying that, and again, Braggs has been to practices. I'm not saying he's not accurate here. I'm not trying to disagree with him. Bragg said that Scott has dropped a lot of balls in practice at camp. Now, again, that's just from his perspective. Does it mean what's going to happen opening day? No, but I guess that's the only negative I've heard in addition to that fumble. But it looked like that was a bad pass that he caught, too, and it was sort of unorthodox. So it was just like the whole rhythm was out of of whack on that play. I'm not going to give him a pass pass, but kind of, I think.
4: Now, I, I agree with great, great back brags for the most, but, but at first you was hearing great things about Tyler Scott in camp. It wasn't until like the last week or so that you've been hearing more about these drops. So I think once the pads came on, the his uh drops increased because before the pads were on, it seemed like you were hearing that he was making a lot of plays. That's what I seem to remember.
3: Good point about the pads for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, we have a we have a Trevis Gibson video coming up here in a second by by Bearsky Film from chat. He's got an excellent channel over there, making great videos. Personally, I love the music just as much. Um, um, before that, we uh, J2K saying hot take Gibson won on multiple different techniques versus the uh, offensive tackle Lewis won versus the offensive tackle with the same outside rush. Lewis might be fool's gold. So Gibson is the real deal.
4: I'm a big fan of Gibson. Yeah, I told you, you guys and, know that I'm a big fan of Gibson,
1: I think so. we all
0: have been, uh, even when Jay the other night was kind of saying to let him go, yeah. just another year. I, Nick, I don't know if you guys yeah. remember, he said the other yeah. night, none yeah. of us said anything because we've been on his bandwagon. I think I'm the same way, man. Look look at what he did. Yes. We know what he was capable of. We saw it. Agreed. It's just a matter of getting in there. And, again, I'll bring it up. And, and I, Swift he stated, and other people have stated the fifth most double team defensive end in the entire NFL. I mean, Bolson; these guys weren't even getting double team, like because if you stop Gibson, there was nothing else last year really to, to threaten the the, exactly. uh, the offensive scheme. He and that's what was and he was just handcuffed. You know, one what, thing seventy five percent of the time.
3: I so, haven't been a super fan of Gibson. Yeah. But my point is to add to you all's point. I don't remember where I read this. and I, I I would want to give attribution. This is not something I knew. I read this from someone else. For all I know, it could have been hope I don't know. But evidently, last season, when he was struggling so badly in terms of getting sacks, that he was going to the coaches and was like, dude, I'm doing everything you're telling me to do. Like, what am I doing wrong? Is my technique wrong? Like, he really was conscientious and was watching all kinds of film and they were saying your your technique is on point like you're doing everything we're asking you to do sometimes it just doesn't happen you're on a shitty team yeah. sometimes it just <laughs> doesn't happen like they it's not like they were saying like his form was off it, you know yeah. his mechanics were off they were just it just wasn't he wasn't getting rewarded for his effort but he was cognizant of it and was really trying on a bad team so he deserves a lot of praise for that
1: uh-huh. And you guys,
0: yeah. you, and, uh, you and Aldo had a really good discussion. You were, you were saying exactly the same thing. I don't know if it was three or four weeks ago. But you guys got into that topic pretty good. I don't know if you remember the conversation.
3: Not that one specifically, but I appreciate you acknowledging it. Uh, but, yeah, Gibson, like, if the effort's there, that's all you can ask for, right? right. I mean, yep. you want success, but if the guy's giving you all he's got, I mean, at, le- at least that – it's not like we're hearing that he's lazy or something, right? Or... Right.
4: I, I, I'm a firm believer that, and I said this last week on our show. Last week is, I think he's more of a Robin to in Doc Way's, Batman this year. So because mm-hmm. of that, I think Fine. he's going to he's going to be playing second fiddle. Him, and I think he's going to do well in that role when he's when he's in the role of playing Batman. I don't. We'll see what happened last year. But right. when he was Robin with Robin Quinn and Khalil Mack, he had a second sack. So I think his best role is being that Robin. So right. I, think, I think he'll do well this year. I really do.
3: I would like to, with regards to Agakwe, everyone just thinks it's like a foregone conclusion that it's a one-year and done. And maybe it will be ultimately. But it, if, I, if I'm the Bears, like this guy's agent has said, like this guy wants to settle down. He wants a home. And once a multi-year deal more than anything, he's tired of moving around teams. If this guy can give you something and is is, as successful as we hope he will be, and he's still in it like 28, 29, why not sign him to a two- or three-year deal if he plays well enough? And then you draft somebody else on the line, and and that's his replacement ultimately. If he goes and
2: gives you 8.5 sacks again, no reason not to sign him. Right, because
3: he'll take less money to get a multi-year deal. He wants to stay in one town. He's made that perfectly clear.
4: How much do you think – what's your What's your guess on how much he's looking for on a multi-year deal per year?
3: Man, I could be wrong, and someone else could break the bank on him, but I don't believe that'll be the case because evidence that he was still available the second week of camp or whatever. I would think – it. like, what is he getting this season? What is it, one year, 10.5? Yes. Is that it? Yeah. So, I mean, if you gave him – like three years, or maybe you don't want to give him three years, but like two years, 25 million, you know, like 12 and a half. I mean, like he wouldn't take a raise and get a two year deal. I bet he would. I bet he would.
4: Yeah, I was because I, I was under your assumption. I could be way off, but I thought he was looking for money like $18 million a year or something like that. So, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. was the holdup? You could be right. I, I don't know. I mean, I have nothing to base it on, but when I seen him sign him for 10 and a half, I'm like, I'm wondering in my head, well, how much can you get him for like you say, three years? Well,
0: what did he make last year? Do you know? Wasn't it like fifteen five?
3: Oh, I, see, I, I didn't see know that. what he made last year.
0: That's that's the thing of looking at and I, and I could so be he, wrong, but I he's, I heard he's it was probably gonna something, something like that. I heard it was more than he's making this year. So yeah, uh he, he took less money and he came down to what polls maybe but probably they're probably uh, probably gave him a little more than they were looking to. Because they know after looking at search in the last 10 weeks, they know what's out there. And it was either him or Houston. And probably, you know, he, he's been in the system for two seasons, I believe, actually, from what I heard. And let me just Four say two this. Seasons. I so am he, glad you know, familiar with the system. You pretty much know what you're going to get. The guy's always working out. I was look, trying to find some stuff on him, negative or whatever. And all I've been able to find is you see him working out on the beach, you see him working out the mm-hmm. gym, you see him working out with some high school kids. I mean, that's that's what I've come up with him. And then let's let's take seven or eight sacks a year and one or two forced rumbles a year. That's a that's gonna win a game mm-hmm. somewhere.
2: Yeah. Let's let's get to um Bersky's, Bersky's video. Highlight. Yeah, let's take down that um that chat here so we can get to that. See if we went, we went to pull Dan's uh... yeah, we do. So this is courtesy of Persky Films Hanging out with us in chat tonight Travis Gibson Playing this past weekend Got the size, guys. He's got he's got the perfect body for it, man.
0: As long as he doesn't pull a coin and do it every other year. Yeah, look at that. I mean, he wants that roster spot.
3: It's evident. I'm just so perfect. glad that Muhammad guy has gone and yeah. and a Matt. Those two guys didn't give us anything last year.
0: Can't get them all,
3: man. I mean we we end up being wait,
2: that wait We're He could end up being that, you know, Richard <laughs> Dent type player that we we got late and you know turned into something. I'm not saying as great as yeah. Dent, but
0: Ooh, I'd, be just, I'd be happy to have that
3: Travis Gibson from two years ago.
2: I'd be if he plays like this all season,
3: right? Yeah. I, I Hey, one more thing. Far be it for me to make weight jokes at anybody, and I'm not trying to go that way. But Jim Miller on the preseason game looked just like Tony Siragusa to me. The old defensive lineman who's passed away that won a ring with the Ravens and was on Fox for so many years. And the oh yeah, like yeah. Jim Miller looks like Tony Siragusa now. I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to mock him. That's the that's what I that's what I saw though.
2: Who looks like him? Jim Miller, Jim Miller, Jim Miller who was old, doing man.
3: the Bears uh, broadcast, former quarterback Jim Miller. He yeah, looked he's like got Tony it. Siragusa.
2: He's put on some weight, hasn't he?
3: <laughs> he looked like a former defensive lineman and not a former quarterback. And again, I'm not making fun of anybody's weight, but I was just shocked how much he looked like Siragusa to me.
4: But uh, I mean, let me give a shout out real quick to what, uh, Bearski? That was a uh, great film, man. I, I appreciate that. I, I enjoy watching that, man. I want to. I want to check out your channel, man. That's that's really nice right
2: there. Thank I mean, you, Berski. Appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, hey, actually, so guys, check out, check out Bersky Films on YouTube. That, Excellent that's, channel.
0: That's Paul, guys, I and mean, he actually called me when we were on air, and I was like, dude, I'm actually doing a show. Why don't you hop on? He's like, do you think you guys want to see a video? I'm like, absolutely. Put it out there. So Let's He's, he's, he's like good. Him. He's a good friend. Uh, lives, lives close to me, dude. I've been to the gentleman's house.
2: Let's see what's great.
0: Here's, his, other, stuff, here's his, second. Check his stuff out. He was doing some sorry, again, He was doing some real good stuff with some kids down at uh, Soldier yeah, Field. giving there away t shirts that, that couldn't afford jerseys and he got uh, shirts, you know, so he got him, gave him a couple shirts, man. So he's a good man, good guy,
2: good guy, family guy. Got kind of kid. I like the way he cut it up,
4: too, man. That was good. that, uh, yeah. that was real good uh, Bearski.
2: What's the second Rick? one we're watching here, Bearski? Good guy. Look at He's the guy has got a very unbelievable story. Gotta get rid of this. So this. just defense, right? All eight sacks. Thank you. I like that. All eight sacks. Yeah. Nice. They, they were living in the backfield the whole game. It seemed like most, like half, at least half the game.
4: Now I don't know how they're going about counting these, but I'm counting two sacks for gifts.
2: Yeah?
4: Yeah, I'm counting two. Let's see. Well, I'm counting two for it. Lewis. See, that's the one for Lewis, and then uh, one was the strip, strip sack was the other one for Lewis.
2: Right. So was the, the first one was uh, Jervon Dexter, right? Or was it It wasn't Zach Pickens, right?
4: The first one was Pickens. Uh,
2: it was Zach Pickens, okay.
4: Can we rewind that if you guys don't mind? I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, take over the show, but... No, I, <laughs>
3: yeah. they, I, we didn't see the one from the big man at the end, though. Yeah, that was the last one they showed. Oh, I didn't notice the one from the big man.
2: Yeah, that, that was, yeah, Todd Bell?
3: Yeah. Not Todd Bell, Todd Bell's. Travis. Todd Travis. Yeah. Travis. Yeah. Travis Bell. Todd Bell's <laughs> with the Bears in the 80s, and he's passed away. See, that's a
4: sack right there. Okay. Now see, this is one from Gibson right here. This is one.
2: Yeah. Right. Okay. We already had one earlier in the game, so that was the second one.
4: No, that's the first one since we shown it. Now, isn't that the second one right there, or is that not a sack?
2: Not.
3: I don't know if he was past the line of scrimmage or not, though. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's Lewis. It could have been like a tackle for
3: no gain or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah, just showing. There's just different angles. Yeah, feeling that's
0: exactly what it was, Dan. No game. Because we did the play-by-play, I was doing some of it.
2: Right. Yeah, that was nice. I loved that Zach Pickens sack too. Just Mm -hmm. mauled him.
0: But if you look at the other sacks, look around. Gibson's close every time, man. Now who there. got that? Set?
1: Oh, here's um, Bell. Yeah,
4: here's yeah, here's Bell right there. Right.
2: Look at this! Look at the mass the on hell? Bell.
4: Yeah.
2: I want to go back to that Zach picking the sack because that was that the very one. first one. Yeah. Yeah, right
0: there. Right there. Look at that. Yep. How
4: quickly okay. He got through that that's line.
0: Nice. They, well, that was a stunt. That was a stunt with yep. Robinson. Stunt, I, yeah. caught that, right?
4: Yeah. One thing I worry about is you know with that new rule. You can't blame what you're We actually body pushed
0: weight. them through them. Sorry, Peach.
4: When you, you can't blame with your body weight on the quarterback, they'll call pass interference or unnecessary roughness.
0: Unnecessary roughness.
3: Yeah. So. and Rodgers' rule from against Minnesota a few years ago. Yeah. I could
2: watch that play over and over again. Oh, that's my kind of sack right there. That's a the sack I like to see.
0: Oh,
3: my Michael.
2: Oh, man. Dude, thank you so much, Berski Thanks,
3: that's... Polly. There it says medium dick energy. I told you,
1: there, medium, medium dick <laughs> energy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's so many different uh, angles I have to make for for that. So that would be I, have to, I haven't done that one yet. So that yeah, that's for that's for when we have <laughs> chat comments up.
4: Stop it. Yeah, that was impressive. I mean, he looked he looked really good. I mean, granted, I know he was playing against a lot of backups, but just his energy and his relentlessness, that's what I was really impressed with.
3: And it, Tom not Tom to change the subject, Tom. but it was good to see Santos making his kicks.
4: True. <laughs> yes. And we're going straight down the middle.
3: Yeah, we he can't be missing extra points this year. I mean, like, if he starts missing extra points and costing us games, they got to bring Robbie back, man. I mean, for real.
2: AC Adam, what's up? Bear down. Thanks for joining us tonight. I love seeing Kiyu Creedo yeah, and we, we had a lot of fun with Kiyu during the draft. It's great to see yeah. you back on in chat joining us tonight, man. Seriously. We
4: got 39 people watching.
3: I,
2: I disagree
3: off. with what Cliff just said. Uh, to yeah. me, the division is wide open. And even if you're like, let's just say the Bears are, end up being something like you know, nine wins and and eight losses. If you win your division, you're in the playoffs. And, like, I guess Detroit should be the favorite now, given how they finished last season. You don't know what you're going to get from uh, Jordan Love. And every year, Kirk Cousins has good stats, and they, they don't amount to anything. Like, hell, they won 13 games last year and got smoked in their first playoff game. If you told me Minnesota, they can't. Win thirteen games again this year with everything. Everything went their way last year, yeah. So I I think Minnesota takes a step back. Green Bay could take a large step back, but maybe surprise us. And Detroit's still Detroit. Can they? Can they do it? My point is the division is really there. So if you're in play for the division, you're in play for the postseason. True. Yes, there's an extra
2: game in the season. There's an extra playoff game now. The Bears' odds of going from uh, worst to first are two to one. It's the best odds in the league. Yeah. They can I definitely, know. definitely. J. T. K. Saying, "I expect the playoffs." People, yes, yes, people. I don't think that Ryan playoffs. Poles
3: would have signed Ngakwe if he thought that the Bears weren't going to the playoffs. Agreed. The division,
2: exactly. Win. That They're was
0: the division, guys.
3: We were talking about it
2: as it happened. We were talking about it i think before that i think one of the questions in the show was because while we were doing that show they signed yannick so it like broke live while we so then it became the rest of the show but i think before that but one we of the questions
0: was that, lester Wilfong.
2: yeah somebody yeah. asked or one of us posed about you know wouldn't they wouldn't they want to go because i think it was on the chase young discussion yes yeah uh, wouldn't they want to because i was like well you finally may be giving me you may be making me see your point on this pj right now is the time to win because we're on a rookie quarterback contract yes sir. there's not much time so once this guy's making 18 billion dollars a year that's going to hamper our team back to a pile of shit. unless everything is done perfectly we can trade players and get draft you know a lot of draft picks back for players that we develop if we can draft correctly yeah. if Assuming yeah. that we are, if we can sustain that. So the question was if what, maybe you would want to make a trade for a Chase Young if he's getting healthier and you, you can play and go all in now on that rookie quarterback contract.
3: Agreed. And then
2: boom, during the show, they signed Yannick. So I think that kind of set all of it right there. Yeah.
3: Well, uh, keep in mind, they, they're going to pick up more than likely, they're going to pick up Fields' fifth year option. So by yeah. definition, even if they, they didn't give him this mega contract, they have control of him for three more seasons, including this one being one of those three. He's only played two years, so they, they can have him for five years and then right. franchise him if they or you don't want it to come down to that. You want him to be loved and and right. and want him to be here. But I'm just saying in theory, they could control him for three or four more years and not That's have to pay him, a paramount, you know, the way Seattle did with Russell Wilson early on. They don't have to give him the massive deal yet. Right. So yeah. is my yeah, point. Agreed.
4: agreed. I think uh the way the contracts are going though, they try they try to lock them up early, although they don't have to pay them till two more years from now. But you lock them up early enough to where you're getting it at a discounted rate, as opposed to him hitting that market two years from now where they would probably be making 70 million dollars a year at the way things are going it's just I can't stand quarterbacks corner contracts hate on It's
1: life, so. ridiculous
3: <laughs> and you know guys another thing if God forbid that we're wrong on fields because I think we're all fields people supporters right if for some reason we're wrong and he just comes out and he he plays badly Pauls has got that card to play from Carolina's draft pick if if they if they need to draft another quarterback they can like True. so as as From an organizational standpoint, this is pretty good. I mean, like, if for some reason Fields comes out and looks like Cade McNown in 2000, when you thought, like, because, again, Cade did okay his rookie year. So you thought he's going to take a step, and then if he just shits the bed, they still have the organizational draft pick to go out and get another quarterback or even trade up because they've got two first-round picks if they need to. So that's a good
2: spot to be in. I posed this question a show or two ago, Dan. Uh, if if Fields had the same record or everything the same statistically this next year, the same rushing yards, the same passing yards. Let's, let's just assume it's all the same for the for this argument, sake of argument. And Carolina has the first pick in
3: the draft. What would you do? Well, with regards to record, uh, let me just say his five and fifteen isn't fair because he had Matt Nagy the first year. and Matt Nagy has no idea what he's doing. No clue. He's lost. I mean, any quarterback on that team, especially when he's wanting to play Dalton and can't. Like the game Aldo and I went to his first start in Cleveland, he was calling the offense as if Dalton was the player, not even cognizant of, of Fields' abilities. Right. He had no idea what he's doing. So that first year, he he deserves a, deserves a complete pass. And then last year, he's on a team that was trying to lose from a from a management we referenced, Major League. Remember in Major League, they wanted the Indians to lose so they can move the team? I mean, not saying the Bears are trying to move as a result of that, but they they wanted to lose. They, they wanted yeah. to fucking lose. That's blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. So his record, to me, he deserves a complete pass on. But let's just say he doesn't take the step as a quarterback and for some reason they have a bad year. I mean, look, I'm a supporter. I don't even want to contemplate that. I don't think I don't that's either. possible. But if it is then maybe you do take that pick. At the very least, the same thing what you did with Gibson. Like You put a fire in his ass, under his ass saying, okay, you have to get better in your fourth year because yeah. we got this kid waiting in the wings. The way they did Jordan Love and Green Bay. what They drafted him and then what? Rodgers won two MVPs as soon as they did? Mm-hmm. Not but- saying that Fields is, is Rodgers, but look, I, I'm all in on, on Fields. I don't want anybody Listen, to, here, to take what, me what- wrong. Allow me to add one more piece to this equation Mm -hmm.
2: just to punt because, you know, I'm the great pontificator. I love to pontificate. So I'm seeing uh, the previous uh, what was that previous chat, uh, Foster? Um, I was going to pontificate on that. No tanking this year, Joe Treviso says. So let's just say that the Bears end up getting those extra five or six wins that they should have had last year that they were robbed of. Right, And they actually win nine games this year, but Justin Fields has the exact same
3: year. I'm in terms of he's day just day. running everywhere and can't be stopped. Yeah, he, he, bra- he breaks passes. the record. He has
2: t- 1,400 yards rushing and you know 12 rushing touchdowns and passes for if,
3: 1,800 yards. he's still yards, that dominant, even touchdowns. if it's on the side of the ball that we don't want in terms of him running everywhere – like, I'm like, dude, coach him up. Like, if he's still putting up that kind of statistical, it's hard for me just to cut loose with him. I it just is because again, it's their job to make him a better player. So if he's struggling that much passing and is still dominant with his legs, there's still something there, and he can be coached. So if he has if he would set an all-time rushing record this year, which he should have had last year, by the way, because he had a 58-yard touchdown against Minnesota that was called back in a bullshit penalty in, in week five or whatever it was in the uh, early in the season in Minnesota. So if you count that, he already broke the record. But anyway, mm-hmm. I, I it's hard for me to, to go against him if he has another great year like that. But if you have two first-round picks, you have the luxury of at least drafting a hypothetical replacement if he doesn't develop. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to be wishy-washy. I think you could keep him and draft another kid in that scenario if you had the first-round pick. If Carolina struggles that badly,
4: I would say this. I, w- I would say
2: that. Well said. If,
3: if, I, see, I, I love answers like that to
2: pontificating questions. Well, well done. I need like a like a ding ding, ding. dog. Sorry, well done. PJ go. But if you uh, if
4: you if he is missing wide open receivers i mean to where he's either overthrowing them not throwing it to him at all then we really need to look into getting another quarterback but if they're like well covered and there's no thing and that's that's what causes him to be the same statistics as last year okay i'm willing really to wait it out but if he's just missing guys nah <laughs> as much as i like it because i'm a fields guy too but if you're missing it like that nah uh, you better get that quarterback while you
1: can. Yeah, like that throw against Washington. That's, that's
0: where I was going with it, man. If that's gonna happen, Mr. Dan Aguirre, I think that they're gonna be. There's got to be a problem with the line, or these guys are getting covered. I don't. I, I. I see exactly what you're saying too, and it. And if if that's the scenario, though, even I'm. I'm with you, man. I keep them. I trade that pick down. I. I put more talent around them. Whatever it takes to get it done, because I. I just what we're talking about. I just don't see it happen.
2: I don't either. I but listen. I, I'm not for it. I just I'm trying yeah. to just uh, get your guys' like thoughts on mine. Yeah, pontificate with me a little <laughs>
1: bit.
2: J2K saying I keep Fields. There have been very good college QB busts. Fields will be a proven QB after the season, in my opinion. Yes. Bersky saying no, no, no. Uh, see I, this. Uh, this gets to chat thinking too. Mo Bierman saying Fields has to light it up this year, otherwise I could see Polls moving on, just due to the cap slash team building issues. What if
0: the offensive line falls apart? Everybody gets hurt. And we're screwed again. But do you move on up from because of that? Because he's got eighteen hundred yards rushing. Because there's or, he's running for his life again. I mean, it's the, all there's too many scenarios that go involved to what's going to happen.
3: I, like I, let's say Braxton Jones gets hurt. That's the dude. back, like just Braxton. If the rest of the line okay, his backup right now allegedly is Larry Borum. Larry Borum. Oh my God. Like, I, I don't want to just hate on one of our own guys, but I have no faith in Larry Borum on either side, especially on the left. Mm-hmm.
0: I just quoted, I just flat out quoted. The next thing Coles needs to be looking for is a tackle. Swing tackle, at least a good solid one. Cause who do we have?
3: Larry fucking Who's, Borum. That's right. And that's not good enough. He's well, the I same like monster for the line now.
4: Yeah, I like Larry. I mean, I thought he played well the other day. Um, but again, that was just one day. He dropped some weight this year. So I'm hoping that that show that proves to be well for him if he's needed to be that swing tackle.
1: I hope I love
4: so. I, lo- I love
2: I love, I love what AC Adams saying here. What in the world is more worris- worrisome than JF1 not developing? I'm
1: sorry, Adam. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. Stop. The thing Stop is, think about this. Game, I'm not, I'm not about worried
0: this. about Fields not developing. I'm just, I'm a believer, man. I said it since the game in Pittsburgh two seasons ago.
3: I was at that game.
0: That game.
3: Yeah, he looked last like...
0: touchdown. The way he was on the field in the corner, and they were talking. He goes, "All right, we could do this." And he got on the field, took him down, drove down a touchdown, and then the it should have won. They him. called
3: that bullshit Tawny penalty, right. which was complete and utter horseshit. You know Total crap. Yeah, that we got cheated. Again, I was, I was at that game sitting beside my friend who's a Broncos fan and everybody else was Pittsburgh fans. And they told me, flat out, the guys in my row said, we just got one. I mean, we'll take it, but you all got hosed. And that was coming from Pittsburgh fans who were actually polite to me, unlike when we were in Cleveland when they just kept calling me an Aldo gay and stuff like the Browns fans were huge assholes. And you would think that the Browns have lost enough to where they would have empathy for us, but yeah. right. Right. Yeah, right. So we're, we're the ones who's gay, then you bring in a sex offender at quarterback. But <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the chat is saying, okay, let's move on. I don't you guys suck. I don't like this conversation from Cliff, so let's move on from that conversation. Cliff,
0: Cliff what are you making tonight, dude?
2: Oh, you sent me pictures. Sandle
0: that thing up, horseshoe it and ride it. Uh, right on out of here brother
3: <laughs>
2: he actually sent me some He's pictures
3: of what he did tonight. if I could say one more <laughs> thing about fields before Please we move tell. on Go. every year like every year I've heard going back to when I was a kid you know the Bears have never had a 4,000 yard passer I mean I'm talking about going back to Jim Harbaugh I would hear that you know right and because he was that one year that 91 we referenced earlier they said you know did was mad saying that they were throwing too much so and then and then Eric Kramer came in. So I've been hearing that for years about the passing, and I and I believed in Jay Cutler. So I really thought Jay would get there. And then he never got there. And then you know Trubisky never got there. And it's just like, God, this is never gonna happen. And then even even though I liked Mitch, when I would hear people say this is the year Mitch was gonna do it, I didn't really believe that he was going to to get four thousand yards. But this season when I when it was You know, Justin said, "You know, that's a goal of mine. I want to do this." It didn't feel like it was so insurmountable, like it has in my whole life. Like, oh, that'll never happen. It honestly felt like, if this guy's healthy, he's going to, he's gonna get four thousand yards this year. He's gonna be the most prolific single-season passer that we've ever had. Now, that doesn't take a lot in today's game to get four thousand yards, but we've never done it. But I Mm -hmm. honestly feel like Fields is going to do it. I, I really do. He. He said it was one of his goals. If he stays healthy, I don't know how he doesn't get there.
4: To to Dan's point, I don't remember us ever having as many weapons as we do now to support him in getting that. I mean, I think he has a great chance of achieving that goal simply because of the weapons we have. We have a better line. So, yeah, I I, I believe he'd get 4000
3: Well, Cutler, that one year had Martellus and Alshon and, and Brandon – and Forte, and it's just like, oh, their offense is lighting it up. But the defense was the worst in the league. Like literally at that time was the statistically the worst defense in the history of the franchise in 2013, which that may have been exceeded last season. I don't know, honestly. Right. But had Jay had a, a decent defense, he probably gets that in 13 because he did have good players around him. And But we've got a better coach now. Uh, Tressman's a good OC, but is not a leader of men to be a head coach. Right. Eberflus has more respect from him. The defense should be better than the 13 team. You keep Fields healthy, like you said. It's got weapons running. If Claypool comes back from the hammy, yes, he's playing for a deal. Mooney's playing for a deal. We got three good tight ends now. Seem to have good backs. It just seems like it's we're gonna do it. But the other thing, Dan, that we didn't have
4: what we have now, what we didn't have then. We have speed. All those guys you mentioned, none of those guys had speed. Alshon, uh, Marshall, Bennett, Forte, they didn't have speed. We have all these guys running four-three, four-four speed. That's something that we didn't have.
3: Right. That's a good point. Very good point. We've
0: got top quality. You know what? DJ's probably the eighth best receiver in the NFL. Eight to 12, definitely. I think he's... I think there's only what six guys that have done what he's done, man. If I could remember the names, you guys would go, Holy shit, because they're all in huge. The best of all time, man. Hey, How,
3: many yeah, I think How many
0: yards by the age before the age of twenty six? Because there's only like seven or eight guys, right. Nice. He's one of them. And after what I see, and then watching all this stuff in Carolina with not good quarterbacks, the numbers mm-hmm. the guys put up. Here's the question Can 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 Justin Fields sling it? Does he got it? Because I think so. I think he can throw that ball where it needs to be thrown. Look at his stuff in college. He's got to just have the better protection. Progress through his weeks. Swifty showed us even last year, man. A bunch of bunch of film where he's progressing through the reads. He can't even get to the third, second, or third one half the time, and the other time these guys are blanketed. They're running the wrong routes.
4: But look, look at look at yesterday. I mean Saturday. Look at Saturday, Foster. The fact that he threw screen passes and got those yards. That's what I'm saying. So he don't even have to throw it downfield like that anymore. Yeah. He got he can let run after the catch now. It's going to be incredible with the speed we yeah. have at, at the positions.
0: And, and people are saying, oh, it was behind him or it was off. Big freaking deal. It was caught because there's some talent there to catch it. And then there's talent to get yards after the catch. Exactly. So you got, you got to get the ball close so the guy can catch it and then, and then make a play on it after he's getting all these big bucks for it.
3: You know, about it was, are I, number
0: one, DJs are number one. Those guys are supposed
3: to make plays. It, I can see ones. one thing about Sorry. DJ Moore I wanted to add to Foster. And maybe I'll end up being wrong, but I think that this is true. In my opinion, this is true. In my lifetime, the only dominant wide receiver, and I love some receiver. I love Curtis Conway. I love Jeff Graham. Like, we've had players I liked, and they did good things. But to me, the only wide receiver we've ever had in my lifetime that I felt was dominant was Brandon Marshall. And, like, again, he had other things going against him at times, but he was a legitimately great player in terms of his ability. I think we wanted – I think the Bears elevate. A lot of Bears fans made it seem like Allen Robinson was Jerry Rice at times. I never understood it. It's like we pretended that he was really good and he was okay. I think that DJ Moore is actually better than the way the Bears are presented. I think he's underrated. I I think he's – Gonna be a stud, man. I really think he's gonna be just as good as Brandon Marshall was for us. I really believe that to be true.
4: I'll, if I may, uh, DJ Moore and the connection with J- Fields right now. When you see them, the the the, the uh, highlights of practices where he's throwing it where only GJ can catch it. That is incredible. I've yeah. never seen a Bears quarterback throwing passes like that. I mean, Cutler was more like the guy. Once the guy is open, he had his arm strong enough. he get it to him then. But the anticipation and to get the ball only where the receiver can get it, I've never seen a Bears quarterback. It's a different that. kind
2: of touch to the ball. Yeah. Oh man, I'm telling you, I'm just, In the breadbasket is how I like to say it.
0: Yeah, I want to. I want to say something, and then I'll be quiet just because of this for a bit. All um, right, say
2: you'd already said something. Shut up, shut bad, up. man. Shut the fuck moving up. Moving on, on to Dan now. now, for once, Dan. <laughs>
4: Ryan
0: Gilmer says, to me it sounds like we are going off emotions from last regime and the new system last year along with shedding old expense, expensive players. I don't know. Maybe I'm understanding that. You guys, I've seen like every Bears game since 1975, and, I, and I've seen games prior to that. Um, yes. Going back to Bobby Douglas, man. So we've never had a freaking quarterback ever like yeah. this. Ever. Not since 1946 when Sid Luckman left. Serious. Uh-huh. I, I, I've seen this before. I've seen it one, two, three, five times in my life, and only two times has it been something like the two Super Bowls. Okay, so this is going to happen with this team. This team's going to be solid. This team's going to be good. Hopefully, we get it for seven or eight seasons. But the, it's going to happen, man. I, I'm just telling you from what I've seen over the decades and what I just I see, man. I know. And everybody laugh, but remember, remember this. This. They're going to win a Super Bowl in the next two years. I wouldn't be surprised if it is this year, dude. Everyone's like, Q, oh, you're hyping them up, but I'll just shut the hell up now because now I'm done with my little rant, Dan.
2: Q says if, he, if Field throws for 4,000 yards this year, Bears are the favorite to win the Super Bowl in 2025. I say they're the Super Bowl to win it this year if he throws for 4,000 yards.
0: He don't have to throw for 4,000.
2: If he, if he throws for 4,000 4, yards wrong this
0: year. Season- too. <laughs>
2: He could be MVP just because he threw for 4,000 yards as a bear. Probably would happen. It's history. That could be a just
4: team For, for those of you who know this, how many yards did uh um guy from Philly throw last year? Oh, Hertz? Yeah, Hertz. I don't know the answer.
3: 2,200? 2,600? I don't know.
4: I mean, I'm just saying, so... I'm just thinking if Fields can just get to that level and continue not as much running as he did, but have some running still, he can be in an MVP conversation like Hurts was last year. That's the point I'm trying to
3: make. He threw for 3,701 yards. See? He don't even have to get. touchdowns, six picks.
4: See? That's what I'm saying. I mean, Fields got numbers similar yeah. to that. I can see him being in the uh, MVV conversation, depending on our record, of course. But <laughs> man, with what we have, his
0: average is 20, 2,600 yards a season. I'm sorry, I, I saw that wrong before. Oh, this is average. I,
4: I'm injury. just saying. I mean, just the mere fact that he don't. We don't need him to be Superman. Right. That's what I'm that's, saying.
0: That's that's what I I said too. He don't need to throw for four thousand yards. He can throw for 3,400 3, yards still run for 1,200 because the off the defenses are going to give him that because they're going to be so afraid of all the weapons if the line can hold up. I mean, you know, there's so many factors that go into it, but everything that I just said, he's got all the weapons. He's got enough weapons for sure. Look at the wide receiver court. Look at the tight end room. Right. You, you can't right. even compare the, the team that we have for a year ago from right now, mm-hmm. night and day. Think about it. They're night and day. Exactly. Absolutely. We've got 20. Rookies right now on the roster. Swifty in the house. Stick around,
4: right? Swifty in Agu- the house. Dan Aguirre, sure. when was the la- when was the last time, if, if if ever, you could say that the Bears had this many weapons that could take it to the house at any given moment?
3: Probably that team I referenced earlier with Martellus and Alshon and Brandon Marshall and Forte. I'm not, not the biggest Forte fan because I, I thought he, he was really good out of the backfield. But if it's third and one, he's not going to get it if he's got a run. But uh, he was explosive catching wheel routes and stuff and just screens out of the backfield. So, yeah, but that team, I thought, again, Jay had a good arm. And then J- Josh McCown played well, too. So I think that team was able to score and had weapons around it. Just the shitty defense. This defense is better than that, so... Your point is definitely made, though, that yeah. it feels like just the top three receivers. Like again, Claypool and Mooney are both balling for their lives this year, and DJ yeah. Moore is gonna want to stick stick around and justify like being a part of that trade, and and then you got Comets gonna want to like show that he deserved the money and wants to progress, and you know you got on paper three good running backs, yeah. The, the kid he drafted, and and then Foreman and and Herbert, it's just yeah. like fuck, man. They do have, it's it seems like they do have a lot of talent on offense right now. It's just that fucking line, man. If they can play hold up, and I like I said, it's just one preseason game. But Whitehair looked good when I saw him when when I noticed him, and I was very dubious of that move because I was right. hoping he would get cut yeah
4: i wasn't a big fan of white hair either i mean especially he's making 14 million dollars this year or something so yeah i wasn't a big fan but he played i thought he played well the other day and as i've been mentioning it just the pure speed that we have now is just incredible for me just the speed
2: guys i'm seeing in here from chat uh q Curito is saying uh before we get off tonight we got to have a short moment of silence for alex collins rest in yeah. peace I'm sorry, he died. Uh, let's, guys, let's take a quick silent moment here. Thank you for that. Who was Alex Collins? Uh, former running back, Seahawks, Ravens, um, died in a motorcycle crash. I'm sorry to hear that. Age, of, um, age of 28. Yeah, I, so I don't know who for, he is. But... Uh, thank you for that, cue. Anyway, I didn't mean to bring everybody down, but <clears throat> yeah it's good to acknowledge that um Absolutely. guys the chat is chat is blowing up here guys i can't get keep...
4: 78 people in the chat yeah
2: thank you guys for joining us swifty nation hopping on and hanging out with us tonight we appreciate you yeah joe is saying 76 peeps in chat and only 15 likes come on hit that like button thanks guys thank you joe yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you guys are talking but- about speed right
4: Oh yeah, I, I'm telling you, I'm just so impressed with the amount of speed we have. That, it, you know, the simple passes where we think, "Oh, why is he throwing this little screen pass that we can now take to the house?" Whereas before, we throw a screen pass, you know, we get seven yards and like, okay, we needed ten, so now we actually can take it to the house. As much as I loved Montgomery, he did lack that top-end speed. That's
3: mm-hmm. true. That is mm-hmm. true. And after yeah. his comments. Like, I, I'm not rooting for him anymore. Plus, before, if he would have been more like, I don't know, like, yeah, I liked my time in Chicago or whatever, you know, like I would have still been wanting him to play well with the Lions but not against us. But mm-hmm. now I'm going to be booing that motherfucker. Like, you're going to come out and act like, you know, like you hated your entire run with us? Okay, fine. I wish you nothing but the worst. They've already drafted your replacement in Detroit.
4: Did you hear? My bromance is over, Dan. Yeah. Did you hear? Did you hear the yeah. comments he said?
3: On NFL Network about Fields? God, no. Is it going to piss me up? <laughs> Not at all. What he, said,
4: what he said was, because it was the uh, a woman reporter, that. I'm sorry I forget her name, but, but she said, talking to him, he said, Fields is the hardest working player he's ever seen. And he said, she, she added, she said, the fact that he didn't have to say anything nice about Fields because he's with Detroit, but he gave that unsolicited that Fields was the hardest working uh, player he ever seen.
3: Wow. Good. Uh, I like that for sure.
2: Hey, man, when the when the kid went out uh, per the documentary of him in high school, after school, after a game, and went out with his buddies, his dad's making him mow the lawn in the dark, saying, hey, wow. you want to go with your buddies after the game? Like, that's – I mean, the, the kid is he's – he's dedicated – he has that it factor. To push through. Oh yeah. Oh, it reminds yeah. me of that. He's in that elite category.
3: I've said this to Aldo, and he's agreed. Like, again, I don't want to put too much pressure on Fields. Not that he's listening to us, but I'm just saying, in my lifetime, once again, like, I'm not saying he's Jordan or Walter, but they both had that intangible ability to just like, wow, like, just to make you get out of your fucking chair. And since Walter. Or Mike, I don't. I haven't seen anybody like that in Chicago. Maybe Sammy Sosa in his run with McGuire in '98, but for the most part, I'm saying like for the Bears, this guy has the most intangible charisma and ability to just be incredible since Walter, in my opinion, in terms of just being a home run hitter. And you know, Walter wasn't super fast either, but he just had every other thing. Every other box was checked. Yeah. And he made up for it with just pure fucking heart and passion. And, and uh, I feel just got that intangible. Whatever that it is, he has it, in my opinion. You Agreed. never say
0: die and he's homicidal. He could kill it his Whoa. job. <laughs> You're laughing, but that's what it is. No, I, I got to give him. Walter Hester. had and Dick Buckus and all these guys had. Right. He, he has Jones. that. They all Thank had Hester. this. They could devin hester had it too
2: at their job devin hester hester I mean, had so it too i, I didn't give him enough props. props we were just talking about him the other night about like how you would like he was so good that as he was running it was almost in slow motion that you could see with your own eyes the pattern that was being created by his eyes you're like oh he's oh there it is there it is oh he's gone it was like like the super bowl yeah yeah how he just made that one move it was almost like a skip in like like a frame was removed or something from you know, the picture, the moving picture, just to have him stutter to to that next move and then he was just gone. Yeah. He was he was so fun to watch. That's what Justin has. He has that Michael Jordan, Walter Payton, Devin Hester, it factor. I feel like my doesn't. whole
3: life would be differently if, if we'd have won that game. I really believe yeah. that. <laughs> this sounds great meatball fan again but i'm telling you my whole life my whole outlook if they'd have beaten indianapolis in february of 2007 my whole life would feel better (laughs) i'm telling you i agree can't can't disagree with you on that (laughs) the best analogy i have to explain it is like again i i quit watching the nba and major league baseball to satiate my ex-wife's ego like she said I gave too much effort to sports and not enough to her and I and I quit watching basketball and baseball but for years for 30 years I was a Cincinnati Reds fan and yeah. for years after they got Ken Griffey they didn't give a shit it was like well we just will sell tickets we'll sell jerseys we're turning a profit and I was okay with it I wanted them to win especially for Griffey but I had that championship as a fan in 90 and was okay with it I was okay, and when Dusty got there, I was like, man, Dusty doesn't fuck around. Dusty wants to win, and I I love Dusty Baker, and my point is, but I was like anchored by that championship in 90 to go through losing, and I was still happy and listened to the games and watched the games and cared. I would would be the happiest fucking Bears fan in the world, I think, if they had just won Super Bowl 41 and not feeling like I'm going to miss out on something and I'm gonna okay. die and still want it. I'm gonna be an old Cubs fan who, you know, ah, uh, when they finally did it, they they go to my grave to like, ah, uh, if he could have only been here. That's the way I feel right now.
2: <laughs>
3: I remember having, having a moment when when
2: they drafted Justin Fields. I just thought, man, I hope I don't die, like in a like a like a car accident or something, <laughs> and miss a Justin Fields Super Bowl. <laughs>
3: I, as soon as they drafted Justin Fields, and I forget who the guy was when he came out and he said, my Chicago Bears draft. I was so excited. I bought his jersey immediately. Last time I was that excited, I bought Jay Cutler's jersey as soon as the trade happened with Denver in 09. That's the way I felt when they got Fields. I was like, oh, man. they they." I felt like they drafted the right guy. Because everybody that I know, other than Mike North maybe, and I don't even know if Mike was – in the match at the time when they drafted him as the second pick, I was like, Oh, well, I hope he's good. But it just felt like, really? That's who they drafted. Yeah. I'm not saying, Oh, I was all in on my homes or I knew something, but right. it just felt wrong when Trubisky was drafted. I'm like, I yeah. hope he's good. But when he yeah. was drafted, yeah. it, it felt right. Right. It
2: wasn't the same.
3: You remember when Trubisky got booed going to the United center? Like, everybody felt like, oh, this guy's not, this guy's a chump. You know, like, I rooted for him. I liked him. I did. I think he was way better. Matt Nagy held him back. But he's not in fields, league. Not at all.
4: Not at all. Not at all. I, I, I will say this, though. I still believe in Trubisky to be a good backup quarterback for us in this system. I think with this type of system, Trubisky could do well. I really yeah, but that.
3: the city would never want him back, though. That's the thing. Yeah, that's a whole. know yeah, that's a whole other argument. But oh yeah, this that's system, a, Yeah, that's just, fact, yeah, yeah. But I, your I point think... is well stated. I agree. If he had a different coach, you know, and, and that's why I thought he'd have more success in Pittsburgh because I think Mike Tomlin's an excellent coach. Even though yeah. he's a defensive coach, right. I still thought away from Nagy he would be better than what he was last year.
4: I don't think he could handle pressure. The fact that. They brought him in and then drafted that rookie quarterback the same time. I don't think his mental makeup is like okay, I can come in here and be this guy with this guy breathing down my neck to take, replace me. He can't handle that. He he's the same guy who oh cut off the TVs in Hallis Hall because right. he's speaking yeah. negative.
3: So. Right. he got Mike Glennon. What happened to Glennon when he got drafted is exactly. what happened to him. Yeah, exactly. the same thing.
4: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So his mental makeup is not to be, not to talk negative about the guy, but I don't think he's mentally strong to handle that type of
3: pressure. The term that pops in my head was when Ron Rivera left in 07, when Lovey forced him out, he told the press, he called Grossman a mental midget. Uh, So I liked Rex too. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, Ron Rivera called him when he left. Where did he yeah. go to for San Diego? Was he an assistant in San Diego before uh, ultimately getting in Carolina? Yeah, because uh, yeah, we played them on opening day in 07, and I think that was he when was. he made the comment and called him a, a mental yeah. midget.
4: Def- yeah. yeah, he was a defensive coordinator in uh,
2: San Diego, yes. Yeah. yeah,
3: and we played them opening day of 07, as fate would have it.
2: Guys, yeah. let's welcome uh, Paulski, Bearski Film, to the show, the creator of welcome. the awesome films that we just showed you guys from – Whoa. They, well, all well, eight sacks and Travis Gibson.
4: Good film, man. It was a good film. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Yeah, I wanted to join in because uh, I just got too much to type, man.
5: I can't keep up, especially on the cell phone. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, what was really cool, I know you guys were talking about Walter Payton when we were, um, when me and uh, some of my friends were out there in the tailgate of the preseason handing out t shirts, we ran these two old guys. I, I, I say old, but older guys that lived. You know, not even his aunt, but um uh, <laughs> two older guys that lived through the uh Walter Payton era and we, we asked them, Hey, what was it like to see Walter play? And you know, they would both their jaws dropped. You know, they said that, uh one game he was a kicker and a quarterback in the game. Yeah. And you know, I think what most people fail to realize is um didn't Walter get drafted in the late seventies? I mean, this man was about you know, seven years into his career before he had, you know, uh, the production he did with the Bears that we all know and think about. But he literally yes. carried that team through their worst years, kept his head up, kept his attitude up, kept his character up. You know what? Uh, I, I love this uh, this uh, phrase about Walter Payton. Um, you got all these guys nowadays that sit there and have personal trainers that worked them out off the field and on their off time and stuff like that. Do you think Walter Payton ever had a personal trainer? He didn't need one. He did not need one. That man was so self motivated that he just, he did it. He did it all. He, I, I wish I would have been alive to his prime. Um, Can I add to that, that real amazing. quickly?
3: Could I add to that quickly, please? Um, in 82, McMahon's first start was after the strike. Uh, So it was technically the third game, but it's like week 11 because they had the player strike. So they, after the game, Walter of course took a beating in the post game, the presser, they're in the locker room and they asked Walter how he felt. And he said, I feel better now than I did in week one. He said, I, he said, I worked out every day. And I mean, every day during the strike, I wasn't doing shit, but working out. So I feel better now, even after this game, than I did opening day going into it. I mean, that's the testament to what you are saying. Just the guy was just unbelievable, the the work ethic. I mean, he could have been just saying that, but I I don't think so. I bet he meant every word he was saying. So, yeah, Walter is – and here's a stat for you. Walter's a rookie in 75. He doesn't have a Pro Bowl lineman in front of him until 85. Until 85, his 11th season – So his first 10 years, and mind you, he breaks Jim Brown's Brown's record in his 10th season. So he did all of that without a Pro Bowl lineman, ever, until his 11th season. I mean, that's all you need to know about Walter. And in
0: in 1977,
3: he was 58% of the offense. The
0: The only other guy they had was James Scott. I think he caught... Eight hundred ninety yards or nine hundred twenty yards worth of passes, and he anyway, shot a he
3: motherfucker.
0: <laughs> None of those guys on that line ever made a Pro Bowl or a Hall of uh, an All Pro selection. None of them that were, were on that line for seventy seven. You know what? It, and th- he th- ran five games over two hundred yards, and it, that damn ice in New York because he could have he had to, he could have broke. He was probably going to break that damn record. He needed like 182 yards or something like that, Dan. But the way right. the guy was running, the ice screwed him. Bears ended up making the playoffs anyways.
3: Yeah, because the,
0: and then the Bob Thomas was...
3: finally made a field goal after missing like three yeah. of them earlier in the game. Yep. And then they go and get just annihilated by the Cowboys yeah. after that. But that's still a fun game. You go back and listen to the commentating. When, and I know Johnny Morris is straight lace and always professional. But but goddamn it, when Bob Thomas made that field call, John, yeah. Johnny Morris was like, "We're going to the playoffs!" Like it was, like he lost his mind. It's great. It's, it's it, I love it. The last time they went, he was on the team and they won in sixty three. That was
0: the last time they went.
3: Yeah, I love it. That he still carried that. You know,
0: yeah. the, the other thing. I got, I got thing to see every game and I jumped up and down. I would like to, to talk about his, probably his ten out of the fourteen games that year. So like
2: why they off. called that him sweetness
0: i'll shut up now sure go ahead
2: why they called him sweetness like he was he was just so beautiful <clears throat> just he was so fluid and his motions were just so beautiful the way he would hold on to the ball with the one hand and do the little the little stutter step and then his sweep the, the, the outside sweep was just it was a, a it was a, it was a magical thing to watch the pitch outside, the pitch out to the right or left, him going to the sideline with the ball in the hand, and then then he would just find that hole and go right through it. And you just like, where that burst of speed. He wasn't super fast, but he had, you know, he had a great burst of speed, and he was so powerful. Just a beauty, like a ballerina in a way. He's
3: Lynn Swan if Lynn Swan was tough as shit, because Lynn was a little bit soft. I'm not going to call him soft, but when the Raiders hit him, You know, he didn't want to get hit. And who would want to sustain that punishment? But Walter did. So I'm saying. He's as ever been as graceful as Lin Swan, but also with a fucking muscle to hit you in the face with his stiff arm. Like, he was so tough, but so – he could have been a dancer. If I'm not mistaken,
4: he was either a dancer or a gymnast prior to playing football.
3: Yeah, he was obviously on the Soul Train thing. But, I mean, he could have been a professional, like, dancer. Took took it up in school is what I'm saying. Yeah, he's so he's, graceful and gregar- and gregarious and and everything, man. You. He had the personality and and the ability. Everything about the guy. He, like, I feel like as Walter uh, Jared's supposed to be on with us uh, sooner than later. He gave a. I feel like I'm saying this like Jared's here, but like I'm not. I'm not sucking up to him or his dad. Like he deserves even now all the praise he could ever get. I mean,
4: agreed, agreed, agreed. You know,
3: you guys, right. I
5: just want to mention one more thing. Really good, um, man. I, I know we got on the topic, uh, topic of uh, Matt Nagy a little bit. Listen, it, it could have happened. That team was good enough. Um,
2: when Come you look at
5: – what's
2: up? Wait, he just said it.
5: I'm not even going to get into that. That's I have zero thought. <laughs> exactly. 100%.
0: percent
2: we him the bald
5: fuck. You look at a guy like Doug Peterson. He went and won the Super Bowl uh, with Nick Foles as his quarterback during the Super Bowl. Like, you could sit there and and make it happen and get lucky. And, um, you know, Doug Peterson was out of a job three, four years later. Uh, Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP, was a third-string quarterback on the Bears three, four years later. So uh, you look at that, and it it just happened to come together at the right time, in the right moment, and, and you could do it. Like we definitely had a little window of opportunity in 2018, and Nagy could have done it. However long-term success is different than short-term success. It's a lot easier to sit there and push the chips all in to trade first round picks away for a guy like Khalil Mack and and try and make a big boom right away. But what we have here right now with Ryan Poles is more of a long-term approach. It's a slow and steady approach and we're seeing progress um, faster than I think we expected to because of the number one overall pick and then being able to trade back and, and kind of ramp this thing up a little quicker. But, um, there's things here that fields doesn't work out. We got two first round picks um, there. Listen, there's a backup plan for the first time in, you know, my bears watching lifetime. Uh, we're not all in on this one game plan. We're sitting here with options. Uh, so I believe in fields completely. I think he's going to do it. I definitely think he's going to, um, Improve as a passer and still use that running ability that he has as a, more of a weapon instead of an desperation act. But if it all goes to shit, uh, we're still fine. We're still building a team that can win and keep on winning for for a couple of years and moving forward. So and the
0: reason Polls was brought in there to do exactly that: start from the ground up and build a team and a fun-
4: functional. Uh,
0: a functional organization from to top air. to bottom, man.
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I I agree with all that. I think the biggest thing that polls add, as well as Iberflus, this team actually has an identity, something that Nagy could never establish when he was here. And the fact that we had Fangio, a great defensive coordinator, and instead of leaning into that, that head coach at that time, with the visor, I don't want to say his name again. So, but. He want to do trick I'm plays. He want to do trick plays, and instead of running the ball, I'm not even going to get into that. That's I have zero thought. He he doing trick plays. So we actually have a coach who's actually doing a good job in giving this team an identity, and we can build upon that identity with now the weapons we have with the speed.
2: Yes, that is exactly it. That's why we all feel so good about this team. Fucking Homer, and this all comes out, and then we're just like, yes, these are all the different ways that we can win.
3: Well, let's this bring it full circle. Teams. Full circle. I still think week one is huge, man. We gotta beat Green Bay. We have. I don't care if we yeah. win 14-13. We have to beat Green Bay.
5: One hundred percent.
3: We've
5: spent way too much shit now with the fan base to the Packers fans. Um, the confidence level is really high because we we are a better team than they are. But, you know, the NFL is a weird, weird sport. And, you know, the Anything can happen, you know, and again in summer. But I, I totally agree. we got to come out there and make a statement this year. Um, we, we, we have to. Otherwise, it, it's going to be so flat going into week two if we lose week one.
2: But Dan, you're, done, you're, you're, you're you're going mind. to that, you're you're going to that game, right, Dan? Yes, sir. So you remember all the things I taught you from the game we were at, right? The Dolphins game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be there with uh, Sonny uh, Jovanovic, and he's going to make High sure five. that he's going to make sure that I uh, am boisterous and 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 happy.
2: You're going to want to be high five and everyone around you. High-five everyone around you, Dan.
3: I'll do my best.
2: You might want to grab a guy or two and just smooch
3: him on both cheeks. I don't know about that. I'm not homophobic, but I don't want to kiss any guys in spite of that.
4: <laughs> just because you don't want to kiss somebody, or just because you don't want to kiss a guy doesn't make you homophobic. That's
3: saying. what I'm saying. I'm not homophobic. You're I just not. don't want to kiss any men, no. yeah.
4: though. ain't nothing wrong with it. Although I did see you with a picture of the guy grabbing
3: your junk though. But that was Marilyn Manson and that, I, I didn't know that was again was that was with the stage. And it turned out to be a great photo. So it was a joke, man. It was a joke. Don't take it personal. I no, no, I'm not personal at all. Just Every time I see that, I laugh. That was, <laughs> that was legit though. Like it's not like I knew that he was gonna do that. And that's my natural reaction of that <laughs> stupid look on my face.
2: That, that's the best part about it. That was real. Right.
3: That's that's the funny part. It was your look. That was like
4: a classic.
3: I wish I had I'd never had a man hold my fucking balls and penis before. <laughs> <laughs> he had both. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and then deep down inside, the gigantic fan inside you was like, "This is
3: awesome." <laughs> Actually, what I said, because my ex-wife uh, was, well, we weren't married yet, but she was taking a picture with him next. And I got into that one, too, because I was like, I know I made a stupid fucking face in that. <laughs> so I'm getting this one. And since he grabbed me, I was like, fuck it. I put my arm around him in the other photo and he didn't say anything. I'm, I'm giving him like a man hug in the photo, though, in the other one. Uh, okay. <laughs> I felt emboldened by that time. I was like, if you can grab my scrotum, I can hey. put my arm around you. <laughs> We're
2: close. You screwed him and your dick. <laughs>
3: well, he had more balls than than penis, but yeah, <laughs> it, it touched it. You know, at that point in
4: time, you guys are best
3: buds. <laughs> it was a moment.
2: Welcome to the show, Berski.
3: <laughs>
2: He's like, what in the fuck am I about
4: <laughs> But to to go on with what Leo. Factor was saying in the uh, chat, "What do you guys feel about our defensive tackles? Because it seemed like against Titans we wasn't so stout up the middle at first.
2: At first, it was the beginning of the game. It was still, a preseason game. They didn't still, game plan for it.
4: Well, hold on, up. you didn't have uh, Henry running either. That's what I'm saying. And you still getting gashed up that middle it was kind of concerning for me."
2: It, well, yeah, it was I'll, I'll be honest. For if, if we're gonna go in real time of how the game was playing out, it was concerning. Yeah. Foster yeah. and I were talking about it on the game cast, like oh, what's because, wait? This, this is like isn't very much. easy. Yeah, that was like <laughs> exactly. a play drive on the first. Exactly.
4: Day. <laughs> that's what I I think I said exactly that. And that's what I was saying. I mean, so and that's without Derrick Henry. So that's uh, so why I was like, whoa.
2: Joe Treviso is asking if Yannick and and David are playing Saturday. Yeah. I hope Yannick is playing. David Who. He's talking What's about the D. guy
4: wealthy? from uh Walker. Oh, What's his name? Walker? What's his first name? Wa- DeMarcus Walker. Devontae. Not Devontae. Oh, um is it Darwin? De- oh. yeah. are the Darwin? Or do that we got? De- Demarcus, De- Demarcus Walker. DeMarcus Walker, yeah. Oh, DeMarcus Walker. Yeah. That's, that's probably who he meant. I hope so. I plan- I'm I'm going to be at that game, so I hope we have a good showing there.
0: That's going to be the big game for me, because it'll be the second game. What, how much are they going to play him in the third game?
3: Yeah. You're gonna, no,
0: It's, it's going to. That's going to. That's going to shake out the roster right there. That 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 preseason uh, Colts game, I believe.
3: That to your point on the the last game, of course we used to have four yeah, preseason right. games, but remember that year that the bald fuck had no no it's actually Fox I think They had Trubisky in there in the last game against the Browns just getting his ass handed to him. Oh, no, that was
5: definitely, no, no. Go ahead and play that clip again.
3: He was taking shots in that last preseason game. Like you're like, dude, that's your top draft pick. What the fuck are you yeah. doing?
0: I'm not even gonna get sure into that. About. That's I have zero thought.
3: Not not the bald fuck. The bald fuck was like we don't play anyone in the preseason. Remember that? It's like we're not yeah. playing oh, yeah. any of our <laughs>
4: And to see, that's one of the problems I had with him was he would never play his starters during the preseason. It's like, dude, and he talked about building callus because I remember that was one of his favorite phrases, talking about yep. this team need to build some callus. I'm like, how are you building callus if you're not playing the starters in preseason? Then when we the first game of the season, we sit up there and come out flat, and it's like, I wonder why they
3: right. didn't play in the preseason. I'll use another one of his phrases to respond. I just feel like he never understood the why always exactly. you know, that we don't know what yeah. the why is Why yeah. it's like no the why is you you're the re- you're the one who doesn't understand everyone else can see it
0: guys yes. this is a dream
3: and, and like look at me
5: i'm, I'm bald like i'm totally for a big white guy being the head coach of the chicago Bears. i mean it, it resembles me and then they get a
1: quarterback with the speed at the end
5: of the game <laughs> guys i even have it you know, I, I know that's KY and not FKI, but I mean, I, I had such high hopes, but the second I saw Club Dub celebrating uh, a week oh. two or week three victory, like what the what
3: what are you Man. doing? And still doing it the next year? What are you yes. doing?
5: Oh, uh, it's just, the most important thing is that we all have fun. No, this is the NFL. <laughs> like this is this is the highest level of the sport. You have fun in Peewee football. Ah, man. It was so evident it was, so was going to be a train wreck. And it was so evident that we were lucky to get
1: the winner that we did.
3: You sound better with it closer to you, like you just had it. One <laughs> yeah, last sorry. Nagy uh, comment, if you could give me that. We were playing San Diego at Soldier Field, and they looked—they just look awful in the first half. They're, they look terrible. The crowd's booing. They come out in the second half in an I-formation, and start running the ball, and ultimately should have won the game, Pinheiro missed the kick to lose. But after the game, Matt Nagy, when they ran the ball so smoothly in the second half and and, and should have won the game, he said, I was not brought here to run the I formation. He should have been fired on the spot. Right. If you – like, <laughs> I always make this analogy. When Pat Riley oh, yeah. went to the Knicks, he wasn't running Showtime because he knew he didn't have the talent – to play that offense, right? So he played, but Matt Nagy's one of these guys. He has a quote unquote system, and if the players don't ma- don't match it, he doesn't give a fuck. He's just going to force that yeah. system regardless because he's not cognizant enough. To he's too arrogant. Yep, I is agree. what I'm saying. He doesn't have the wherewithal to say I got to make adjustments to my system. No, it's their fault. They're the reasons they can't adhere to it. So that that his hubris, he's terrible, man. He's terrible. Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, to piggyback on what you guys said earlier, what the club does. I mean, after that that first season of it, okay, let it ride. But to Dan's point, to do it again the next year, are you serious? Stop, stop yourself. Oh my God.
3: Like you're keeping this going seriously? Really? It's like, oh my goodness, dude. When John Gruden made fun of us in England, that should have been the end of it because Gruden started dancing and said, I don't have a disco ball, but and, and that should have been the end of it. When they exactly. kicked our ass over there, that should have been the end of it.
1: I, I remember watching
5: uh, something from NFL Films, and it was uh, about the Eagles and Patriots Super Bowl in the early 2000s. And the Eagles players were saying, man, we were so happy. It was media week. We had two weeks to sit there and talk to the media and, it, you know, it's like fantasy land. They're sitting there, and they're all superstars. They've got campus in front of them. And, they and, and then they said the Patriots played, landed. And all these guys come out, just suit and tie, briefcase, emotionless. Just another day at the office. Time to handle well, business. And the one player, there? I forgot which one it was, but he's like, man, I just had a feeling in my gut. Like, they're just ready for it. And we're not. It, it, it's too big for us. And it, it seemed like a regular season win was too big for Matt. Nagy because he's getting the <laughs> club dubbing it up.
4: Yeah. I'm telling Ridiculous. You, what's the expression? Act like you've been
5: there before? 100% he, like, he did. Act like you've he, been there before.
4: Yeah, he act like he'd never been there. I mean, he got some victories, and you want to celebrate every victory? Are you serious? That's on an why NFL I level, Walter Payton
0: spikes, PJ.
4: Think about that though. Uh, on an NFL team celebrating every victory like they just won the Super Bowl. What? Come on, man.
1: Come on. Walter Walter is,
4: it's
2: yeah. The Walter Payton spike, the hand in the ball in the ball. Yeah. Or something, yeah.
5: You know, it, it's
1: That's
2: tough so because.
1: This so
5: is the is NFL really that we're so talking about. What what you should be doing is you should be literally thinking about the plays you miss. I, I know you guys probably have all seen the Netflix special, the quarterback special, but I, that's so real. Like, uh, you know, a lot of the Kirk Cousins clips in there, I'm the first one to tell you I don't want Kirk Cousins as my quarterback. But, uh, you know, he does do everything he needs to do in order to be the best he can be. He's just not better than some of the more physically gifted guys, but it takes a lot of work, you know, and, and a ton of work, a ton of concentration, a ton of communication. And um, there's plays left out on the field every single game, every yeah. single game. Right. So whether you win or you lose, like you should be constantly trying to focus on the things that you missed and, and that you didn't do well. And, and trying to get better, like, you should be having conversations with, you know, your wide receivers or your running backs, like, hey, I know we won, but on that third down in the third quarter, you know, I expected you to do this and you did this or whatever. Instead, Agreed. they got clubbed up.
4: Agreed. Agreed. And it was a rumor that he would not even uh, go over the game film with the team to critique them. He would – I mean, one, one, one thing I loved about uh, Walsh, for the 49ers. The way he practiced was he would tell Montana to throw the ball like six inches in front of the player. And if you don't do it, you know, rep it until you do. To to pursue perfection is the way you're supposed to coach. That way when you get there, I mean, you may not get it. You may have to, you may in a game, throw the ball nine inches in front, but it's still catchable. But by you pursuing perfection like that, it's like, it makes you better as opposed to, oh, let me glory in this victory I have, even if we got lucky and won on a trick play, let's do this club dub instead of holding the guys accountable, making them better. That's how you coach and He just has no concept. That's why I'm so happy with Iberflus. The fact that, like I said many times, to me, he's a real coach, period. He's a real coach. So my
5: only concern with Iberflus is if we do – well, and we do progress. Then Luke guess is going to get picked out of this coaching staff. He's going to get sit there and get offered a, a different position somewhere else, where he's going to, you know, possibly be a head coach or whatever, and he's going to make more money. Um,
1: right?
5: Does Matt Eberflus have the um, the connections within the league to sit there and be able to bring in another offensive coordinator? That can sit there and work under him because that's the problem we faced with Lovey. It's like Lovey was great and everything. However, he couldn't get the coordinator positions correct, and th- those are so important. You got to be able to trust those guys. And you know, one of the things with Matt Nagy is in that 2018 season, in that game against the Packers, I remember um, we were uh, we scored a big play, huge pass, we're at the goal line, and uh, it, it's first and goal, and we get a false start. And the camera pants to Matt Nagy, and he is just covered in that giant uh, laminated play sheet that he had. He didn't, it's like he wasn't, he's sitting there barking out the next play. And it's like the fact that we got a false start on a first and goal didn't even phase him. You're not a head coach at that point, you're, you're a play caller, you're an offensive coordinator. You should be employing somebody in that position that you trust be able to do that, and you need to focus on the larger picture of the football game, and that's your job as a head coach. Um, I think Iber has done a good job of that so far, but I'm kind of concerned with the depths of coaching staff he has under him. Like, Alan Williams is already kind of questionable a little bit. Luke Getze is a great hire, but like I said, if he gets plucked, does he have... So oh, uh, the connections and, and the guys that he could pull from other teams or whatever that he could bring in here for this to keep going.
2: I don't. You're, are you you're muted, Foster?
0: I was gonna say, Polls has got a plan for all this stuff, dude. He sees yeah. everything. Yeah. He's on the ball, man. But,
5: that's uh, a great answer. Foster. I just for love
0: sure. loved him since he came in. I'm gonna shut up again, man, but. He's got it covered, dude. We're both. I, I was laughing real quick, Bearski. I was laughing at him because he sounded like me. Well, we got tons of options. So I, I know Polls has collected the information to get the options to make the best decision for the Bears and the organization. And everybody, we got the right people, man. That's key.
2: And Poles, we trust.
1: PGT. Yeah,
5: I mean, even if Poles was to get hit by a bus tomorrow, Ian Cunningham is like the best um, assistant GM in the league.
0: We also have a, a, a very intelligent, knowledgeable president of football operations. Now, we haven't had that ever.
4: <laughs> well, I think Ibra Flu said it best when he when he uh, when they was asked him why he'd choose. uh Getzy in the first place, he wanted that system. So to answer your question is, although gets may get plucked. Ibra Flutes wants that system, so either the quarterback coach moves up and still coaches that system, or he brings somebody else in who's going to coach that same system. That's out of Ibra Flux's own mouth.
2: Well said. Okay.
5: <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm going to read a couple things out of the chat about it.
1: So, I, mean, I, Ryan, I, I Ryan just think it's a real
5: concern because we saw the same situation happen here before with Jay Cutler, John Fox, and Adam Gase. Now, we, we managed to retain Vic Fangio in the process, um, which was great. He probably should have been head coach, but Adam Gase wound up getting plucked because Cutler had a, an okay year because there was huge production. So if there is if there is production from fields and a huge production from fields, you best believe that Gatsy's going to be being looked at uh, for uh,
4: promotion. Yeah, definitely. Yep.
0: We, we just stole them from the Packers, so anybody, you know, fair game, man.
4: We have to also take in consideration that this is Field's second year in the system as well, whereas Cutler, he got he was only with one year with Gase. Gates got plucked, so oh, he, he was Cutler, one year
2: with Ron Turner.
4: Yeah, see, right. with. so the point I'm making is because Fields have two years in this system, even if Getzee is now plucked, the fact that uh, Iberflues wants this system will be fine moving forward because uh, Fields is comfortable enough in the system as he's keep on doing the same system. Hmm.
2: Yes, 100%. This is the – I'm not sure if it's the right system for fields, but Flues chose this system because it's hard for him to defend as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. So if that's, you know, yeah, that's it's a good reason want. to pick the offense that you want for your team. If it's hard enough for you to defend. Yes. Yes. So. I'm Dan, to say it on there. Say it again. I said you, you have any anything
3: to add to that. I didn't think that Luke was that good last year, honestly. And I mean, the point of if Fields does succeed, he'll still get some love. And I guess the analogy with Adam Gase, I could see that being somewhat equal, I suppose. But I thought there were times when when Getsey drove me nuts last year. Like, what, it's like, dude, what are you doing? It's like you're running a fucking just a. <laughs> In the, the two-hole on third and eight and just to give-up play, I felt like a lot of times he, I don't want to say exposed, because maybe they told him to do that. I, I don't know, and they being the coach or management or whatever. But I definitely don't think his first year with the Bears was worthy of becoming a coach. But having said that, if Fields plays really well, then he may still get that opportunity.
1: Oh, yeah, dude, that,
5: that, that's a great response and a valid point. Um, do you guys think, and this is just a general question to all you guys, because if there is, like, we know tanking exists in the NBA. If there is tanking in the NFL, it definitely, definitely that conversation only stays at the top levels. You can't sit there and coach 52, 53 guys and, and try and get them excited for every single week, every single Sunday to go out there and, and throw their bodies around and get injured and get hurt and, and play the, um. You know, uh, do the most that expect the most that you can get out of them while preaching, tanking. Uh, It just doesn't exist. I I believe uh, towards the end of the season, like I think the Packers game was a great example. We were up 17 to 3 on them. And it almost felt like we purposely ran and ran and ran and and gave Rodgers opportunity after opportunity to come back and win that game. Do you think there was any kind of Um, talk between the coaches and the coordinators about possibly not trying to necessarily win these
1: games?
2: More like just calling plays? How how about about the
0: GM says, hey, guys, we got a a problem here. You guys guys want to be stuck in mediocrity for another three years, slowly climb through this? Or we're at this point of the game, and if we do this this way, you know, and I'm not
5: even saying that happened, but just think about that question. Well, I, I'm such a play to win the game guy. Um, I've always had that mentality. Every single Me football too. game you go into you, you, you wanna win. I've called in the U A S game dozens of times. Um when uh Sylvie was rooting for losses and this and that and I had tickets to go to the game. And I was I was going to the last game of the year and I'm gonna be there. I wanna see my team win. You play to win the game. I don't care about draft kicks, the draft is a total crap to but, however, draft value, that, that's a different topic altogether. Look at the draft value we got for the first overall pick being traded back. And that opportunity, I, I believe I posted it earlier in the chat, the last time the Bears had a first overall pick was in the 40s. So that opportunity doesn't present itself. And to have a situation where you have a quarterback progressing forward and the potential to have a first overall pick is almost unheard of. Because everybody to that point, gets the first overall pick drafts the quarterback.
3: If you so, want to point to a game and be like, oh, were they tanking? The last game of the year, I was at Minnesota at Chicago, yes. and <laughs> Nathan Peterman is starting and is doing okay for Nathan <laughs> Peterman. And when they get a lead, they take <laughs> Peterman out and put in a guy <gasps> they had just signed on Tuesday before. I don't even <laughs> remember his name. And oh, his wait. first pass is an interception. And the, the people that are at Soldier Field are just inconsolable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> great point,
3: Dan. Great point. That was a great point. Yeah, they brought in a dude that yeah. they had just signed on Tuesday. I don't even know his fucking name, legitimately. Right? They're like, you can't fuck around and win this game now. And yeah. and if fate would have it, Lovey would go for two and get us the win and get us the first pick. But Daddy, what a day! Daddy. Yeah,
0: you can you can find footage of like, what's the one in particular? I think it was a Super That's Bowl, man. What
2: real that oh, that oh,
0: happened? Outright tanking.
4: Yeah, I mean it was it's like there, man, the guy we with the you know Peter is doing okay. Him. Oh, let's put this other guy.
5: Here. Well, was it worth it? Because one of my good friends who um, I've known for a long time, this guy's, uh, his family had season tickets. His grandfather had season tickets. His dad went to the games at Wrigley Field. So um, they have a certain mentality about it. He told me it feels so shitty to be the last team in the league, to, to, to yes. be at the very bottom.
2: But I never felt that way.
5: We, no, we just, this team's a six-win team. We just happened to lose yeah. some critical games early on. Minnesota. Thank
3: you, Vilis jones
5: Washington. Yeah, exactly. And if, if You know what? If it wasn't bouncing our way, smith and Yeah,
3: yeah smith
2: said against it's
0: Minnesota. How, how many three-win seasons have you been through?
3: <laughs> a bunch.
2: I'm we've been through this shit. That's the first one. And I, no, and I know, uh, 2016
3: guys, they were three and thirteen in Fox's yep. second year. Correct. Oh, I, was, I
2: thought they were four and twelve. They're
3: four and twelve in 02 and fucking four and twelve and ninety seven, four and twelve and ninety eight. I've been through all this shit. So. Well, one, <laughs> you really feel better
5: about four and twelve I think. than three and thirteen? You
3: know what I mean? No, that's what I'm saying. No. I've gone through some terrible years. I mean, and remember when Ditka was six and ten in '89? They're like, this is the worst season ever. Like well how could they be 6 and 10 it's just like God damn, last season 6 and yeah. 10 i would have blown a stranger to get the 6 wins That's how bad it felt
4: look,
0: look at Losing the record all those games from 64 to 83 that's 20 20 seasons go look at that record you don't want it you don't want to see the amount of wins on it right and, and all of the wins most yeah. of the wins are like 77
3: and 79. <laughs>
0: 79 79 79
4: well, that's the thing. I mean, if when you really take a step back and look at last season, you know without actually knowing that, yeah, Ibra and Poles had a conversation about what is our plan moving forward. You can tell. I mean, so even if they never admit it, I don't even care. I know what we saw, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's pretty obvious. And to Dan's point. You put in Boyle, who
3: you just signed. On Thank list. you for remembering him. I didn't remember his name at all. Oh, was well, somebody in the chat. I ain't going to take the credit. For oh, okay.
2: I think it was uh, J2K.
3: Tim yeah, Boyle.
2: J2K. Tim Boyle, yeah. yeah Actually, yeah. I, I thought he played well in that game until the interception. Well, <laughs> so, the interception was his first well, pass.
4: I to pay him to throw that oh. pick. But, okay. But, so the it was mere, that. but the mere fact that you put a guy in who you just signed on Tuesday.
1: Right.
4: So, right. yeah. They're like, we can't
3: fuck around and win this game today, guys. No, we're gonna put in this Boyle guy because he doesn't even know the offense or who you are. So we're gonna make sure we lose.
1: They're like, the coaches are looking at each other like, a
2: week before. Yeah, the coaches are looking at each other like, Peterman's gonna win us this fucking game.
3: Right. Oh, he's not. He's fourteen. You're on the bench. Put in, boy, whoever he is, get the fuck in there. Don't even remember the guy's name. Like,
2: just put that guy in here. You? His you know, the real, what's his number? Six. What's his number? What's his number? 12. Whatever your number is. He was a nice the real,
0: guy. He helped me with my cart. I owed him a favor.
5: The real proof to me was the second game against the Lions. Um, in the first quarter, Fields had 100 rushing yards. 20 passing yards and one passing touchdown, and um, I don't know if you guys remember that game. There was a play, I believe, it was right before halftime, uh, with the with the clock counting down to halftime, where um, nobody rushed fields. They played like a prevent, and and all all the lines, defensive linemen kind of just stayed there, and um, uh, you know, quarterback sneak protection um against fields just in case he runs and with all that coverage fields threw a pick and everybody you know that sat there and it got made into a meme and it kind of went viral a little bit where people are like look uh, fields can't throw a you know a pass with no pressure even and this and that but if you actually look at that play because i mean i put them together so i look at the stuff pretty closely man those guys were all given, like, 60% effort out there. Um, they were jogging. Nobody was even sprinting. Like, it was it was so pathetic on the, on the entire offensive part. And, you know, I don't, I don't know what you can, like, what do you expect somebody to do with that? Especially after they put the entire team on their back and rushed for 100 yards and got you a passing touchdown and 20 passing yards in the first quarter like if that stat line continues you're talking about you know unbelievable statistics but it just goes to to show um that fields tried to put this team on his shoulders the entire year i know i mentioned in chat earlier that you know finance is in my opinion like a whole second part of the game that's not usually talked about by uh, most fans uh, unless you you find the fans that really kind of dig into it um if you're going to pay a quarterback max money and, and kind of Peyton Manning ruined this, Tom Brady never really took max money. He always took cuts because he understood he needed a team around him. And it's it's easier when it's not all on your shoulders. Peyton Manning was able to put it all on his shoulders. And if you're going to pay a quarterback max money, they need to be able to put the entire team on their, max, uh, on their shoulders. Uh, Russell Wilson is a great example of this. While he was under his rookie contract, you were able to pay a defense. You were able to pay a running game. And those things led to Super Bowls. The second you had to pay Russell Wilson, and you had to put the entire team on his shoulders, even with D.K. Metcalf, he was just not able to get the job done. He's good, but he's not hes not great. He's not Peyton Manning. There's only a few guys that have really achieved that level of quarterback play. And um, I think the effort we saw from Fields, uh, you know, he's not – Great with his passing game, but he is definitely big enough and faster than most most of these players in the NFL. But we saw the effort of him; you know, like he's a baller. He's trying to win every game, and that's why I think the coaching staff at, at some point kind of calmed it down and said, "Hey, you know." They sat him towards the end of the season. Um, his so, passing
2: is coming along, though. It's just a matter of learning the new offense. I mean, it's entirely different offense from when he was running in college.
5: Well, I think, um, I think that the last year's statistics, uh, as uh, what they are, I think they're actually a reflection of him being, making good decisions. Um, if you wanted him to try and get more pass yards, the interceptions would have gone up. The sacks would have gone up. Uh, that, that offensive line wasn't holding anybody. Um, a lot of his rush yards were due to necessity. And due to lack of trust, and now that we've upgraded these weapons and whatnot, um, I think we're going to see. Listen, I hope, I really, really hope Justin Fields only has like three, four hundred rushing yards this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I,
1: okay,
0: I, I, just don't, I think is too little because they're going to give him too many opportunities where they're going to blanket shit. He's going to have no choice. And the better just going to run can, down instead of uh, doing something stupid. He's going to slide and get out of bounds. He's yeah. not going to take the injury thing. He's been through that enough. He knows better now. Last the better year, he gets this he offense, for his life.
2: he's just going to start he, – he's going to be able to, like, just move around the pocket and not, you know, have to – he's not going to take that pass because he'll find the deep ball by just maneuvering around.
5: Or even if he escapes the pocket, he'll draw the safeties in. There's too much concern and threat of him running that they do – they fall in. They, they, are, they give up their um, –
2: He's going to be the, the when the play breaks he's down. Going to he's back going to find and the go guys. Fast. Yep.
5: Yeah, they so give they up their responsibilities and they all cr-
2: start
1: Miami
5: creeping in. They're right all out. afraid of them.
2: Yeah. Well, guys, it's going on three hours here. it's probably wrapped us up around three hours. A few minutes. Sorry, so. I know
5: I kind of took this over towards the end, but uh, I was only here towards the end, so.
2: <laughs> it's all good. That you. We appreciate you. Uh, who pulled him? Was that you? <laughs> that was not me. Was he made him leave. <laughs> no, we were we were we were just saying goodbye to you, Bersky. We appreciate you, um, PJ. Somebody was messing with you, I think. Unless you pulled yourself up. I did not mess with. I didn't do it. Seriously, I didn't do it. Uh, okay, let me try to do this. Oh. So, I know uh, Dan said he has to take off.
0: I I pulled him off and put him back on, and he's not on.
2: Yeah. Cool. Well, we, we do have to wrap this up anyway. So, Bersky, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your awesome film breakdown. Yes. Um, seriously, we, it was awesome to have that on the show. Perfect yes, timing. We we're I talking am, about
0: those it. Likes, dude, keep them coming.
2: Appreciate you coming on the show and joining us. Everyone in chat, thank you all so much. There has been so many yes. new people in chat. Kiyo, it's great to see you again. Godson, Godson. Uh, Walter Jamari Best. Riddick.
4: Jamari Reddit. yes. Reggie Oracle. Dan, if you
2: have to leave, we can sign off without you if you want to say goodbye.
3: Yeah, I do got to go. I just want to say quickly, it was my pleasure talking with everybody. And, and Dan, specifically, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to working with you again. Uh, like yeah, I said, good. I don't think I can be on next week. Reason being, I have a Smashing Pumpkins concert on the 22nd, which is a Tuesday. So therefore, me and Aldo may be working on Monday the twenty-first, and I apologize, uh, but no, I I plan on being with you uh, as almost every Monday, with the exception maybe if I'm traveling back from Chicago, like we talked about on late flights or something.
2: Yeah, there might be one or two that I'm like the the um, Thanksgiving week. I might not. I don't think I'll be available that Monday. I'm going to be camping in in New Orleans, so
4: I'm just saying, I'll be- man. I mean, we're a team here, buddy. What's up? Man? All right. Well, we
3: got well, a team I, going on here, so it was all my pleasure to talk to everyone.
2: Yeah, we'll see you again uh, in two weeks when we do the last call. When we do last call at all again.
3: If for some reason he and I don't work together next Monday, I'll be back here. I I, I hope no one's offended. That's just that's I, I you know I've been working with Aldo for three and a half years and absolutely not. Okay, you okay. just Dan make Dan sure.
2: Dan and Aldo is more important. And if
3: you count a time before that, whenever I was just on 100 proof occasionally, I've been with him since 2018. So, Dan. Yeah. But anyway,
2: you, you uh, guys, man, you guys
0: are really the reason we're sitting here tonight.
3: Yeah. Honestly, so, seriously, 100%. On, is,
2: we, I'm serious. 100%. Dan,
0: Dan and you guys, and then I saw you guys, and I've been watching you guys for three years. And Pete, you've been following Dan and him for yeah. three years too, right? Longer, yeah. I
2: don't know. No, nope. I was honored when you wanted to do this again. So thank He's you.
0: For it. Look at the fucking guy. Nope, no nope. Thank, thank you, Dan. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I wanted you no, to. No,
3: know. no, no. Thank you. You thank guys
0: you. are the reason this this is happening. Well, so thank you.
3: I appreciate any any compliment you can give me in that regard. Thank you. I, I don't know how to react to it honestly. I'm not. I'm so used to thinking that, like, the only person there that likes me is Aldo. So, honestly. <laughs> don't,
1: don't, don't
0: believe everything you think. I
3: actually well, do
0: what we think, man.
4: I actually like you. That, that, that picture still makes me laugh, though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I like the Bears cap, actually. Looks like you're about to smooch the ass of a tick. <laughs> a tick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: well, you better hope when you're – Camping that you don't encounter a tick and get Lyme disease. That's I would never go camping.
2: No, I I, I don't sleep in a tent.
3: <laughs> I've gone camping zero times in my forty-two years of life. I've never gone camping, hunting, or fishing.
2: We have a little camper, so it's just a little, just something that enough to big enough that you can shit in it. You know. Hey,
4: I slip out in the woods there when I was in the army.
2: Oh, that see, that's that's when you get the ticks
3: on your butt hairs. God. All right, well, gentlemen, I got to go those. Again, thank you all. It was my pleasure to be here.
2: Dan, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Let us know if you're available for next Monday. Thanks for joining us. Thank you all. Stay safe. Good night. Gentlemen, great show.
4: Yes. Let's finish acknowledging the people in the chat, though.
2: Please, let us do that.
4: Godson, Godson, Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Where was I at? Um, Swifty, 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 Tra-
2: Swifty Nation Travizio. for joining us.
4: Tra- uh I'm sorry, Joe Travizio. Travizio, 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 okay. Travizio, uh Leo Factor, Jamari Keo. Riddick, we are acknowledged. Um, you, AC Adam, am I pronouncing that correct? AC Adam, At Adam.
0: Act Adam.
1: Okay, Jeremy.
0: Adam, it's Ac Adam, Ac Adam. Whatever you want to say it.
2: Uh huh. Jeremy. Also, Raging Oracle. Yep. Jemai Riddick. Yep. Yep. Mo Beerman. uh... We saw James Ford earlier. Yes. Leo Factor. I think we mentioned Leo Factor. Cliff Victoria, of course. I never showed. Cliff. We'll save Cliff's uh, his food pictures for for Thursday. James Ford. Uh, James Ford. Mo Bearman. I think you said Jeremy. No more. Walter Besky. Walter couldn't join us tonight. Just came in for chat.
0: Gosh, there's yeah, James a- James Ford. I don't know if you mentioned him.
2: Mentioned James Ford. Yeah, the, yes. you go to the top. There's a Ryan lot. Brian of- Gilmore. Brian Gilmore, yes, thank you, Brian. Always like what q credo has to say too. Yes, yes, I agree.
4: We gotta get Leo Factor.
0: There's a lot of good guys and a lot of
4: good stuff that's said. Leo Factor, yes. Yeah, we gotta get him on the show. Yeah, he brings up good points.
0: There's stuff in there that I disagree with, and I'm like, it's a valid point. I can't even argue it sometimes. man
2: I shouldn't say that. I love this. I love to hear what all of you have to say. Actually, you, you guys all just re- going through your comments are just. You guys are all true Bears fans. You know what you're talking about. It's the great. talking Nelson. Ah,
1: uh,
2: pang Dong.
4: If I pronounced that correctly, Team Peng Dong. I don't know. Tin
2: Pan Dog. Tin Pan Dog. Okay, dog. Yeah. That's right, dog. Um. Dylan Prescott. Dylan-
4: t3p podcast
1: yes yeah awesome Uh, man
4: yeah you guys in the chat we truly appreciate you guys all of you so we want to take the time to try to acknowledge you guys because man without you we wouldn't be here
2: absolutely not dr earl that was a new guest i haven't we haven't seen him before uh it's a three-hour show so trying to scroll through this is a little uh Sorry, guys. I yeah.
0: I, I went through it top to bottom, just now. Okay. Bottom to top, and then back down.
2: If we missed you, we we strongly A- apologize. A Rod Allen. A Rod Allen. Uh. Thank A- you, A Rod.
0: A- There's one. I missed. Nicholas Albrecht. Jay yes. Jay
2: Sanders. Jay Sanders. Jay Sanders. Zilch, Zilch bubble thirty nine oh two, King King Carl, yeah, King Buki World, King, Booga
4: World. Yeah, King Buka World,
0: King Buka World.
4: Yeah, guys, yeah. We, we truly appreciate all you guys. Absolutely, we could, we
2: could probably go read this off for another twenty minutes because it's keeps going up and up and up. But we seriously, honestly, really, really appreciate you guys. Without 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 you, this. This doesn't happen. Uh, you know. Everyone f- who's subscribed recently, thank you so much. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe, um, set your notifications, comment below. Let us know what you think. Please, please comment, man. You can email Whoever, the show if you would like to join us. Anybody at listening or, or – Banner below.
4: like to read the comments,
2: man. Email Podcast at gmail.com to join the show if you would like to join us one night.
4: Bearsky. Thanks for the uh, film. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate your it's input, great. man. Your films are great, man. I want to say that again to you. I, I, I yep. like what you uh, shared with this uh, with the films. I'm okay. going to actually go when we're done here. I'm going to go actually watch them again, man. Your film is pretty good.
2: Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Very well done, guys. Let's end this show on a one, two, three. The opener. (laughs) Let's do it again. Ready? One, two, three. Bears. Bears!